0: 64-bit, 64-Bit Legends. Welcome. Legend of the game like GoldenEye, I'm more than right. Yeah. In the perfect dart is dreams that seem to come to light. 64-Bit, the shit, it's as real as it yeah. is. We can yeah. talk sports, games, and games. Music, take your pay, pull quick and news, pull up and crack a proof. Smoke one with the group Tune in and take a view. Watch, watch. We're here to raise the bar from the lowest mark. Sit your ass down and listen. It's time for the show to start. And welcome back to another episode of Sixty Four Bit Legends. Yes. I am Bobby Caboose, as mm-hmm. always with Melvin Troy. Exactly.
1: And uh it's a part duh episode. Yes. We're gonna continue the storyline. Um, of the shitty jobs, yes, all of our all of our shitty jobs. Now you have a a hell of a lot more. I know than I have because I really only have like two more to cover, <laughs> and you have a probably about a half dozen. Yeah, or Yeah, so? yeah, probably
0: yeah. probably even a dozen. Yeah. Um. So it might be a lot of me talking and a lot of you listening and asking questions. I'm not really sure. Pretty much, pretty much. So well, we ended up the first part with uh, me talking about Gordon Food Service. You know, I didn't wasn't able to get that in part one, so that's where I'm gonna start off with part two. Okay. Or part two is uh, the GFS. I worked there for I think a year, mm-hmm. back in let's say I think 2005,
1: 2006 ish. We yeah. were out of high school. Yeah, I remember you worked there because there was a party. Maybe it was like a New Year's party, and uh, we were at someone's house. They had a foreman set up, and you brought in like a couple cases of like frozen hamburgers and hot dogs and i remember getting fucked up and cooking hamburgers and hot dogs all night long i believe it was at western was were it you western? At western with us cuz i stole um or uh, no I, I didn't
0: steal but i uh got heavily discounted yeah. hamburgers um from gordon's and i just you know said they were damaged
1: i don't think it was at western but I, either it which way been,
0: yeah it could have been someone else but but i do remember those days yes so yeah gordon's man as far as uh there's not much to tell but there's a, there is a couple good stories cuz I used to work in the freezer mm-hmm. and I would stock that and there was a couple times where um actually w- one particular thing I I used to take naps back there oh, in right. the freezer cuz you would get a freezer suit so you weren't cold right so there was a big pallet of I I'm not sure if you're familiar with Herman Moore Lions uh receiver in the 90s no. I used to do these um fish like fish fries every year for around for
1: the Lent yeah. period. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So he would do these charity uh fish fries and he'd get uh all of his fish from Gordon's. Okay. So there's a big pallet of fish. And so I went back there, hid behind the pallet because I was pretty fast at stocking. So, yeah. you know, I didn't need my whole shift to stock the fucking freezer. So I was taking a nap back there and I was laying down and this guy comes to the, it was like lobster tails and shrimp section. Mm -hmm. And he opens the door, and I'm literally like right behind it. I don't know if you've ever been in a freezer or a cooler where, you know, you can kind of see back there and see the, you know, through the product. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm laying back there, and I see the door open. I'm literally right behind the product that he's taking. Mm -hmm. And he's stuffing his jacket full of, lobster tails and fucking um, (laughs) shrimp bags and I'm like dude this dude is fucking robbing us so I I'm looking up at him and I go over to the PA system Mm -hmm. and we had a like you know you would say you know for example you would be you know manager so-and-so there's a call on line 10 or something for then that'd be code for
1: Oh, you for know, shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, shoplifting. Yeah, 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 you can't really get online and be like, hey, we got someone stealing lobsters. Can you yeah. – you know? Yeah.
0: So I go over there. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know the manager's name. We'll just call him like Bill or something. I was like, okay. Bill, you have a call on line 10, you know. And so they actually caught the guy. Mm. And I mean, you can't do anything, so they called the police. But right, like the right, police right. came and like he, he got arrested for shoplifting and they were like praising me i was like yeah you know it's just (laughs) right time right place right time you know i was just doing my job so it was there that and then almost every day that i worked you know i worked with a bunch of people that were in college and in high school so it was like a real kind of cool group because we were all the same age and Mm -hmm. we all just didn't give a fuck we were all part-time right and so coming out we would have they would have the demos on Saturdays and Sundays for they would cook you know different foods and free samples and shit so we had like a whole kitchen set up so every day that I worked I'd ask the guys I'd be like hey you know what do you guys want for dinner what do you want for a snack or whatever and they would be like oh we want Bosco sticks or wings or whatever so I'm like all right cool so I go back in the freezer. And I would take a case of whatever they said and just throw it against the wall so it would bust open. Oh. And right. I would just tell my manager, be like, Hey, this is damaged, you know, do you mind if we cook it? Yeah. Every single fucking day that I worked. And like it wasn't it wasn't not normal to have damaged goods. Right. So right. they were always cool with us cooking. So we would eat fucking phenomenally every day. <laughs> and then, you know, if they wanted dessert or something, we would open up a cheesecake or some shit. Oh nice. So um but yeah it, oh so another I only have one more story with with Gordon's um because I I I'm not even really sure how long I worked there but it didn't seem long. But um there was a kid that we went to high school with and he was kind of a nerdy kid that got a job towards the end of me working there. Okay. And he kind of his face kind of looked like a sad clown. <laughs> So we would, you know, kind of make fun of him—not to his face, but like, you know, you <laughs> know, like make face.
1: How does he look like a sad clown? I mean, how
0: does that? I don't know. He just had like a sad clown face, you know, <laughs> like he just had a permanent frown. Yeah,
1: and like okay, and just right. looked like a sad. Like he looked like a heartbroken clown. Did he have, like, tears tattooed on his face? Because that would be pretty frightening, to I be honest mean, with you. It, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> you know.
0: I, I was I would always picture him just going home and, like, you know the at the end of Billy Madison when he calls the guy and yeah, he's, like, yeah, yeah. he's putting on lipstick? Like, yeah. that's <laughs> what I pictured the guy went home to and he was just uh-huh. listening to a sad song and putting lipstick on. Uh, tears of a clown. That's yeah. what he listened to. Right. <laughs> and, like, just had, like, those figurines with, like, sad droopy clown faces. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we he was a cashier and the cashiers would have to clean the bathrooms mm-hmm. when you know, at the end of the night when we were all doing our like wrap up for the night. Yeah. Our closing uh, procedure or whatever. And so there was a couple times where we'd go into the kitchen mm-hmm. and put like a Snickers in the in the microwave and smear it around the toilet seat to make it look like <laughs> shit. And dude, the first time we did it, like he went in there and he ran out screaming, and he went (laughs) to my manager. He's like, "I'm not cleaning that up," and we're like, "Dude, like you have to." Like, so he thought he was cleaning up
1: shit the whole time. (laughs) You should have went in there and just like, just like, what are you worried about? Put your finger in it and licked it. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, yeah, nothing. Just um, Just get your ass in there. It's funny
0: because I was just watching Chappelle. I think it was on last night, and uh, he was talking about when was it? uh, The crackhead. Oh, what's his name? Oh,
1: I can't remember. I know Um, what you're talking about. It's not Clayton Bigsby. It's... Um,
0: uh,
1: I can't remember. uh, Yeah,
0: anyway, when they were doing the intro for him... Yeah. Tyrone. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrone Biggums. Yep, 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 yep. So, when they were doing the intro for him, they have, like, the shit on the concrete. (laughs) But it's like, he said it's like a Snickers bar. And they, they, they did the same thing. They warmed it up and... And uh, Chappelle said like he saw the guy that was making it like licking his fingers after <laughs> and just fucking weird shit, you know. But we did like pretty much the same thing. We just smeared. <laughs> and he he ran out and he was like, he's like, do I really have to clean that? And my manager was in on it. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, because he had told him before he was like, yeah, man, he's like the women's bathroom is fucked up. Like, you might not, you know, <laughs> you got to prepare yourself for going in there. And then it was just shit or, you know, candy bar all over the fucking place.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. I've, I haven't I haven't seen that. I've I've literally seen and I, I think I still have pictures on my phone um, of when I would when I worked for the beer distributor, which we'll get into later, um, when I'd be into these like different Myers and Kroger bathrooms. And there was literal shit like it looked like somebody went to the stall, bent over, didn't sit down, just bent straight on over. And just launched shit up against the wall and toilet. Well, they always say, like, the women's bathroom is much worse than the men's. I believe it. And I believe it. Plus, you got, the uh, like, the pads and everything. Like, women will just take those tampons out and just fling them against the wall and shit, from what I hear.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see seen neighbors, too. Sorority, <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> throwing the bloody tampons on the window. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, that, that was pretty much my tenure at Gordon's. Um, okay. It, it, you know, besides those three points, it wasn't really eventful, you know.
1: Yeah, a lot of those like there's there's I remember having like uh, a couple of those like early jobs where you're there for maybe a year, and you know there's there's one where I w- we'll get to do it later as well when I worked at a hospital. There's just not a whole lot right uh to touch on. I mean I know that I know that I think we left off. We're, we're right out of high school is where we yeah. left off in the last one, and I remember out of high school uh, I was working on Hollister. I think we we covered that already, yeah. but then I made the wise decision um and i'm saying that sarcastically that like oh i'm just gonna i don't need to go to school i just need to i just want to make money i yeah. don't know what i'm gonna do and this i hate school and my parents were like well that's cool and all but you can't be just working part-time at the fucking mall you gotta go get yourself a full-time job you can't just be folding clothes yeah so i had to go and figure out a full-time job they gave me like a deadline you have to figure it out or you have to have at least two part-time jobs and uh, I ended up getting a job at uh, it was a Budweiser distributor that's now out of business. They, long story short, they really fucked it up. But I spent a lot of years there. Um, it was easy. It's fun. well, I, I I say that. It's it wasn't easy, but it was it was mindless. Yeah, didn't take a lot of thought. Um, and it was kind of similar to a lot to, of physical. Yes, a lot of physical labor. I spent a lot of time in coolers, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. like. You know, basically the the concept was, you go to like any any store or party store or anything like a Seven Eleven, could be a Walmart, a Meyer, Kroger, if Kmart, Target, whatever that gets beer. Anyone that sells beer, they drop drop it off. And then, they, the concept is, and I, I they all the big distributors do this in order to get more shit in and be mm-hmm. like, listen, don't worry about putting it away. We'll have someone go in there to stock your shelves and take care of it. And that way you can squeeze more product into the store, which then generates more money for the yeah. distributor and so on and so on. So what you do is you just literally go out and stock the shelves. What was nice, though, in comparison to like what you were talking about working mm-hmm. at a store or what, when I worked at an individual store, like if a customer came up to you and you worked at Gordon's or when yeah. I worked at Houser or Meyer or whatever, you had to answer them. Right. You couldn't be rude to them.
0: Yeah, we had at Gordon's we had secret shoppers. Oh, really? So like, you would have to... Like they had a procedure where you would have to greet the customer, you had to ask if you could help them with anything, Mm. you had to walk them to the product that they needed, Mm -hmm. and then you had to sell them on it. Like, you had to describe the product or like say why it would be good for them to buy it. Mm. So, um, and then you would get like if you got a perfect score, you would get like a little bonus in your check. Ah, I see.
1: Yeah, I see, with, with this, I, I got to throw all that out the window because I hate customers. Right. I hate dealing with them. And so I would be – but this is how shitty people would be. So I'd be at like a big store, we'll say like a Walmart, and you bring a big, heavy pallet of beer out, right? You're just dragging it behind you. We're talking hundreds of pounds on a rusty pallet jack. That's got like almost square wheels because it's been used so many fucking times. And I'm pulling it. I'm using all my weight. I mean, my legs are burning because I'm having to pull this fucking thing. And then someone just with a cart walks by and they just look at me and they're like, bread, (laughs) bread. And I'm like, what what about bread? Bread. Where's the bread? I'm like, "I I don't know. I don't work here. I don't know. I was gonna ask because I know someone
0: that works for Frito Lay that yeah. they have to do the same thing, and he said he he gets asked all the time, and
1: he's wearing a fucking Frito Lay yeah. like polo. Well, same here. Yeah, I'd have like thing that would say Budweiser on it, right. or it would say the distributor's name on yeah. it. Yeah, like I'm not wearing the Walmart uniform or, or the Target uniform, but they would constantly do it, and they would just they just would be just one word lettuce. I I don't know. I don't fucking work here. You're like sorry, bro. Yeah. Lettuce. Or or I would put my headphones in. I'd put the little uh, ear pods in um, and uh, and I would just tune them out. And then they would get really aggressive because they thought I worked there. They wanted to get me in trouble. And I'm like, listen, man, worst case scenario, I get kicked out of the store and I'm going to come back here again. (laughs) And they're just going to give me another one. So just get off my fucking shit. Just get a different route. Yeah, I don't I, that would happen sometimes. I not too many times, but every once in a while, you just you just get in an argument. The party stores were a little bit tougher because you're just dealing with like one owner. Yeah. You know, like uh, an independent owner. So then they want to like squeeze as much work out of you as possible. And uh I'm, Well, then
0: you have you have less space in the
1: aisles too to bring out a pallet, right? You would have to do it individually almost. Oh, yeah, because there's no pallets. Yeah. You have to do a dolly and you have to stack all oh, this yeah, shit okay. and do these displays. I mean, these party stores would bring in like tons and tons of beer, and I would have, to, and I remember one day my boss was like, "What is taking you so long out there?" Because there would be days you'd start at 7 a.m and you don't end until you're done, right? You just keep working until you're done. So you could be doing a 12, 13 hour day. And there were times I would get to like a party store, for example, and they would have the cooler section. So you go inside of that mm-hmm. and you see the driver stacked up all of these stacks of beer through there and then you got to go through and you know kind of squeeze and luckily I was a thin guy um, and I was able to finagle my way all the way through there and stack it and sort it and put it away fill their shelves and then you think that you're done and you're you're like hour 10 sweating your ass off sweating your ass off in a 32 degree cooler mind you yeah and then you walk out you talk to the guy because they had to sign off on your little sheet this to, to prove that you were there I remember like, those yeah yeah I stopped having people sign those after a while And um, and then they would be like, oh, what about all that stuff in the back? And you'd almost want to cry because you'd see another like twenty stacks, and you're like, oh my god. Well, would you have to rotate the shit too? Yes, you'd have to rotate it because if you didn't, they would do spot checks. So what we would have, we wouldn't have secret shoppers. We would just have like a district manager come in, and they would just check on the routes like once a month randomly. And then they would see like I'd get the angry phone call, be like, listen, we got all this Bud Light with Lions logos, and uh, it's June, like what is going on here? And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't, uh, I yeah, didn't keep up on that
0: with the sign offs. That was when you first uh, we first started living together.
1: Yeah, you bring them back <laughs> home, and you'd be like, hey man, could you just sign these? <laughs> well, that was and make up names. That was at like year four that I was working there, so I knew like I got around to like every little thing I can get away with. I had figured out, and so basically, if you had a good enough relationship with all your all the stops that you had, they would never complain, right? But so I didn't want to have to chase someone down to have them sign off on it. Or if the guy was a dick, sometimes they would be like, well, I don't know. Let's why don't we go out there and see how you did. And I'm like, "God damn it. And because then we be like, well, you're missing a few spots here. I was like, yeah, it's because some drunk idiot came in and took a whole fucking stack of beer. What am I supposed to do? Just be here all day. Just spot checking this. Like I already did the majority of the job. I think you're going to be good for another day. Because I remember
0: Dusty Rhodes signed your sheet yeah one one time. Dusty yeah. Rhodes, Franklin Moore. Yeah, there were some I good names that. on there. There
1: were some good names. Listen, and they never questioned it. I would, I would. <laughs> the trick for me to forge a signature is I would just pick like a letter in cursive, and then I would write it really big, and then squiggle the rest, and then it'd be like, who was that? I was like, I think it was Frank. I a Frank. That was an F. For yeah. Frank. See,
0: I when I signed them for you. I would have to, i made, because I I would sign multiple for you. Yes.
1: So I would have to make all of them look
0: different. Mm -hmm. And like Franklin Moore was printed very neatly. And then Dusty Rhodes was in (laughs) cursive because, you know, if anyone knows anything about Dusty
1: Rhodes, he's not at a fucking party store signing off on your sheet. Well, those sheets, those in particular, those are the ones I gave like when I quit. And yeah, they were like, yeah. well, where's all these sheets? And I was like, Ah, here's some. And he's like, Where's all the rest? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. They're not. Dusty Rhodes has them somewhere. Quitting. What does it matter? Like But um no, it was it was a good because I worked it. I worked it for like, I think it was like three almost three years straight while I was in college. Then I got laid off, no fault of mine. And then I did another like year or so uh just when I was wrapping up college. And it was it was nice because you have your route. And all you'd have to do back then is you'd have to leave a voicemail with like a team leader or or a voicemail system to yeah. say I'm starting here at this time. That would be it. And then other than that, as long as you got your shit done during the day and no one complained, they didn't give a shit what you did. So there was a lot of times I would get I'd get the route figured out where I was supposed to start, say at seven thirty in the morning. Well, if I just wait for all the deliveries to happen, I'm not having to wait around for these truck drivers, right? I'd start at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. I'd be able to cram it all in and just work my ass off. And then I'd be able to wrap up at like six, drive home. What time I get home, then I can clock out and say, oh, it's like seven. I'm ending my day. It was a long yeah. day. And then nobody knew the difference because there was no real way. Now, nowadays, they could g- track you with GPS. But right. back then, they gave us like a 75 cent allowance uh, to use a payphone <laughs> to check in every day. So there was that. And, and then you had to use your own car which that kind of sucked because you put a lot of wear and tear on there. I would do like, I'd have to fill up like twice a week and uh, and they would give us, they'd give us your gas money. I think at the time it was like $12.50 a day they would give you. And that was okay until like gas prices shot up to like $4 a gallon and I was like, this is not, this is not working out. Like we got to figure something out here. Um, But it was, yeah, it wasn't too bad. And you get a lot of, you mentioned breaking um, you know, cases of food. Yeah, yeah, we, you get huge deal on beer, right? Oh yeah, we would get like you could you, now they would limit how many cases you could buy, but you can get a case of like Bud Light or Michelob Light for like four dollars. We're talking twenty four cans or bottles. Um, when they would have like new uh, products come out, like Shock Top at the time or Bud Select fifty five, which is god awful. Uh, limonada, anything like that, or at Christmas holidays you get a free case of beer. Yeah, because I remember you bringing like a bunch
0: of beer to a, I think it was a New Year's Eve party. It might have been the same one that I brought Gordon's food service to.
1: it, to it. I don't know. Might have been, might have been. I remember, yeah, you just and they were just the the dinged up cans yeah. or like they were slightly past the born on date is what they had back then. So you had to have within 110 days of its born on date, which is the birth date of the beer. So the min the beer was canned in, I think, Ann Hazard Bush is in St. Louis, if I remember correctly. So it was canned there, we'll say, April 1st. And you have 110 days. If it's past 110 days and on the shelf, that's a problem. And now yeah. we get in trouble. So you'd have to, like, damage it out. The salesperson would typically do that. And then they send it back, and then they would sell it to us at a discount. Well, speaking of the Bud
0: Select 55 or whatever, no. we one year for... St. Patrick's Day we went to Dooley's mm-hmm. on uh, 59 and that was the only beer on special and we got there at like you know 9 in the morning we played yeah. on drinking like you know it can be a pretty damn expensive day yep. so we were drinking that man I probably had fucking like 12 of those and didn't feel a fucking thing and oh, then yeah. I was like dude these are fucking gross why am I drinking I'm not getting drunk and then I had like 3 Miller lights or whatever I was drinking at the time and was like shit faced
1: <laughs> Well because it was so watered down like so there was a Bud Select like back then um, I drove a lot, so I didn't want to, like... I didn't drink too much. I just wanted to have a few beers be able to drink with people, but I didn't want to get shit-faced. Yeah. So I would be like, oh, well, let me pick up a few Bud Selects. So it's like a Bud Light, but it's a little bit more watered down. I think it was like 3.5% alcohol. It's a little bit less. So I could drink, like, probably four of them, and I'd be good to drive yeah. within, like, an hour or two. It's like the halfway point between a Budweiser
0: and a O'Doul's.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the Select 55... Is a watered down version of the Select. So it's about like 2% or so of alcohol. And yeah, they gave me a case of that. I brought it over to a um, a friend of ours' house and I drank like, yeah, 12 of them. And I was like, I normally don't drink this much. Like I was a lightweight back then. And because back then I was, you know, all this physical work, I was in the best shape of my life. I look back at that as like the premier years. (laughs) Of my so, you, physical, you were in your prime. Yeah, I was in the prime, dude. I was I was at a solid one fifty five. I could I had like a couple abs going on, dude. It was fucking great. I now granted near the end, I was when I was in college, I'd take like uh, I was just taking Adderall, so I would just fucking sweat. Like I'd be just bust. I would be the fastest merchandiser is the technical term for the position, the fastest merchandiser that they had, and I would just you know because I only worked to think. I had to work kind of like a part time schedule. I had to work like, I think it was like Tuesdays, Fridays, and every single weekend and every single holiday, which kind of sucked, but you just, you learn to live with it. Yeah. Um, And I would just, I would just take like a little bit of an Adderall and I would just be, I I would be like meticulous with everything, but I'd be moving everything really quick. And I would just, I would listen to my headphones and I'd be sweating and I'd be feeling great. But the other problem is, is I'd get the mood swings on that (laughs) where all of a sudden I'd want to get in a fight with like a receiver. Because they said some shit to me I didn't like, and I would start just throwing cases of beer up against the fucking wall. Well, according to Zac Efron, if you lotion up, man, you get an extra abs. So you could have had three. I could have, if I would have started lotioning, I would have, I would have had at least three abs. I mean, he did, he did
0: use the grease of like a roast pig or something <laughs> at a at a tailgate. So he he says you can get an extra ab, man. You should have did that. Yeah, that was. Uh, then you could have went back to Hollister or Abercrombie and Fitch. And you yeah. could have been the Efron outside, dude, waving people in. I could've. And then um Kowalski could have been the relaxed fit. <laughs> you know? Just
1: like yeah. the movie. Yeah. It would have been perfect. But yeah, that was um, that was and see that that job took up I started there like in oh six, I wanna say. That was like a year after we graduated. Yep. And then I worked there until like they laid me off at like two thousand and ten. Um, and it was literally just a layoff thing because that was after, you know, the, the economy was shit and right. they were condensing things and they didn't want to have it. And I was at the time I was going to school and I was on a part time route. Like I started on a full time route and then I decided um, this is that way to tie in the podcast. To this, to So I was driving around. You'd work five days a week. I was doing like 50 hours a week on the road, busting my ass. And I was I was making decent money at the time. Right. It was better than minimum wage. Minimum wage back then was still like, I want to say like five, six bucks an hour. And I was making, I don't know, like 11 or so. Yeah. And uh, and it was my first full-time job and all that. And I was driving around, though, and I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like, this is boring. Like, this is exhausting. I feel like shit all the time. Um, and then I was driving, and I would listen to the radio. That That was my fucking, like, thing I could do, because you can't you're, watch you're TV. Your savior. Yeah.
0: You're like this Music is my savior.
1: That's what it stands for. Oh. oh okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> no reaction. <laughs> um, but, and there was, there was no smartphones back then or anything like that. So it was just, and I remember driving by some of these radio stations and I was like, oh, why don't I just do that? That's a, that's a job. How do you do that? And then I was, uh, you figured out you had to do an internship. It means you have to go to college right so then i had to make the big decision to go back to college for and, that and your parents allowed you to stay at the house uh yes yes they did you made a decision yes i did make a decision uh, like six months to nine months later and then i started going to school and i but that put me on the path um of, of this uh, great
0: podcast today
1: exactly see this is where it all kind of comes together i mean you're finally achieving your dream exactly um, so after all these years, I mean, that's been 14 years ago when I started this yeah. journey and this is where I ended up. I mean, there's a lot of, there's plenty of stories in between. It's like a Tommy Wiseau sh- story. It is. You know, a little, he, a little he bit. wanted
0: to be a movie star and he did it, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. now you're being a podcaster. You're, I know.
1: You're somewhat on the radio. I've, Congrats, yeah. Congrats, man. Kinda, kinda am. Can um, I be your mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, that was the thing. So then I just started going to uh, work. You know, I just worked these like uh, like I think it was like four days a week. I would, I honestly, it was it was actually pretty good at the uh, like after like the first year or so, because I only did maybe fifteen to twenty hours a week of actual work. And, and out for forty or whatever. Um, never forty because that was too obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be sometimes I'd get up there if it was busy in the middle of summer like the 4th of July week. If you want to, a lot of people think like the biggest beer selling period is around the holidays or New Year's, and it's really not. Not, not as far as retail goes. Bars sure, but um, It's got to be like Memorial Day, 4th of July barbecue season, yep, right? Everything from Memorial Day kicks it off, the entire summer, 4th of July is the peak, and then it kind of tapers off after um, Labor Day. I mean, especially it, around here with like raft off and Jobby nooner and shit yeah. like that, like little fucking and get th- together. Type bullshit.: Anything by the water were massive, massive beer selling areas. There was a Meyer out in Waterford, um, It has a bunch of lakes, if you're not familiar with it, nearby. That meyer in particular was the top selling uh, store in the county for us, and they were the top selling alcohol uh, seller for uh, Meyer overall for the entire like all, I think uh, at least for the state, and they also had the most prescriptions sold. So painkillers, nice. That was, so everyone was just out that way. We're just on painkillers and drinking beer. I mean, what what's better? Yeah, exactly, you know. That was before we realized it was an opioid epidemic. Yeah. It was. I mean, you know. at at one point,
0: I took some painkillers and you know drank a couple of beers and watched Despicable Me. I mean, that was a great time. <laughs> so I mean, I. You know, I may have gotten yeah. an invite from someone. Yeah, but you know that was a, that was a fucking great time. Yeah, that's a, that's there's no better until of a time. I fell asleep. You know,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's I, I, I would do like yeah, like I said, fifteen to twenty hours a week. I would clock in for like a thirty, and then I could fuck off right. the rest of the time and go to school and and all that other shit. So that it wasn't too exciting. I would get it did teach me a lot. Um, it did teach me a lot of like how to deal with people. Because I remember when I started, like, I was, like, really shy and everyone was always, like, loud and yelling and very aggressive. Because you're in the these receiving bays and areas and people are moving shit yeah. and they're yelling and they're pissed off. There's hot. There's no AC back there. And, um, you know, I just started... The, near the end of it, I'd be ready to just get into a fight with anybody. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to just step up to some, some manager that was bitching because I used the wrong cart. He's like, those carts aren't for you. They would do shit like, okay... We all understand like what a pallet looks like for the most part. It's like a fucking, on average, it's like what? Like a five by seven hunk yeah, of wood that you stack shit on. And um, I would go out to some of these stores and they would have so much beer I need to bring out that it would make more sense just to take the entire pallet that it was dropped off in from the driver out to the floor just to fucking take it all off and i'm guessing they'd get pissed off when you brought the pallet out exactly exactly they would be like nope if it's after 7 a.m you can't bring it out i'm like well they don't deliver till 11 <laughs> how is that possible so uh i would i would then go and i would just take like okay i i was kind of being a cunt about it so i would take a bunch That's of carts. A strong word man it, I, I know but i was i was being a little cunty about it um i would take a bunch of the carts and because meyer was like the worst Walmart didn't really give a shit, but Meyer was always a big pain in the ass. And i take all these carts, so i just load everything on the carts, and i take about six or seven carts out to the fucking aisle where the beer so is. So you're, you're pretty much blocking every all yeah. traffic. So with- now I'm blocking more traffic than I would have if I brought the pallet out, but they never seemed to have a problem with it. So I just kind of did that just to kind of as a fuck you. And then, then what was great is I would just bring back what I didn't need, and then you unload it. So you only have to touch. The, the, the trick was in that job, touch the product, is the least amount of times as possible, right? So you don't want to make extra trips and shit. Exactly. So for the most part, as long as you only touch it twice, you're good, and you can get in and out and get your job done. And uh, and that was yeah that that was pr- I learned about that. I learned how to. Um, there was a lot of like because we never went to an office maybe once a week. Yeah. If you ha- if you got called into the office, you're Man, in trouble. Something fucked up. Yeah, you're getting written up. And and there be there be times that would happen where. You know, sometimes uh, you get a Sam's Club. Now, Sam's Club has a strict rule that, like, after 7, you can't even step in the door. Yeah. Like, that's it. No fucking around, except on Sundays. And uh, so sometimes I'd oversleep, because especially on the holiday week weekends, you know, I'd go out partying, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I overslept. Or sometimes I'd just skip it. And then one weekend, I skipped it, thinking I was going to go on a Sunday, because Sunday I could show up until 10. yeah overslept that day so completely missed it and I think it was like uh, like Labor Day weekend or some shit like that so then on t- Monday or Tuesday I get the phone call from my from my boss being like uh, hey um, did you go to that Sam's Club over there because they're saying no one came there and I was like yeah I went there I was there he's like really I mean who'd you talk to and then I realized I was like there's nothing I'm not going anywhere <laughs> with this like I'm, I, I'm like I'm gonna be honest with you I didn't go like I, I overslept and um, I'm sorry And he's like Alright man We'll just come But the thing is Is they knew That the job was hard And they couldn't get Trustworthy people Right To actually show up For this stuff So I'd go in They'd write me up And then that would be it And then it just It went nowhere Like they were like "What? Up? We know you're gonna Show up on Tuesday To do your job Because there were so many people That would start the job And they would last Maybe two weeks Because of all the physical work And then they would lose them
0: See, I could just picture you, like, all Adderall'd up and, like, yeah. you know, with, like, rage dealing with customers <laughs> and then about to, like, cut, like, an 80s wrestling promo. <laughs> like, just being, like, like, we were just watching WrestleMania, like, well, let me tell you something. I don't know where the fucking bread is. Like, just fucking just r- raging out, dude.
1: Well, that wasn't, that was my last year there is when I was doing that. By then, it I just didn't give a fuck. um, So I didn't really yell at the customers. Having, it- those, having those two abs, like, pop out, Yeah. Dude. No, uh, managers like store managers. I would fucking go off on, um, because th- at that point I just didn't care. I just right. was like, I'm, this is going nowhere. Um, but uh, but yeah, my original time there, I just I would just tune everything out. Yeah. I was pretty pretty patient. Um, I just didn't want to be bothered. I wanted to go my day my through my whole day without getting a phone call about anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just want to put the shit away and go home and go back to bed. Right. That's all I wanted to fucking do. Um, and for the most part, I was able to get that accomplished. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's it, yeah, it taught me how to talk to people in person, which I think a lot of people need to do. I think after high school, I think that's an important thing. Is to have a job where you're in front of people on a regular basis. Well,
0: especially now with kids not like communicating, you know, really, because they, it's all the technology. They just text and, you know, they're not face to face with anyone, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, and that, that was before like texting was. By the time I left that job, it was a lot more texts. Right. I hated the fucking, just the, you're trying to like fish out information from me about like, how'd your day go? And I'm like, I'm not even, just call me. Just call me. Cause then I could, cause then I'd play dumb. You could be like, w- wait, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. Wait, who said what? And you can kind of like turn them around a little bit. Um,
0: and this was probably slightly after, you know, 10 cents or 30 cents of a text message or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember my bill was, one time, dude, I was texting this chick, and my bill was like $400. Oh, yeah. And my mom freaked out, and she I, she ended up changing our plan. Mm-hmm. And I go, Mom, why did you do that? Like, I I have the cash for it. Like, I fucked up. You know, I would have paid for it. But she ended up changing our plan, so it was like, you know, more affordable, I guess.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, man, when, when she saw that bill, man, she almost <laughs> had a fucking heart attack. I, I did the same thing one time, because my... Uh, grandparents they I was on their plan and they, without my knowledge they went because they seen that we weren't I wasn't using a lot of text messages um and so they dropped it down to it was like 50 text messages total so right that's, that's in and out yeah that's incoming so that's out. 25 a piece for the month for all three of our phones <laughs> and they don't text right and so I was talking to this girl same thing one night in one night only it fucking dragged the bill up. I get this angry phone call a month later, and I'm like, "Well, I didn't know that you changed. I thought we had unlimited text messages." Yeah. Like, no, you weren't using it. I was like, "Well, I'm using it now. <laughs> so let's just change it so we don't have to deal with that again."
0: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that my mom was like, "Yeah, it's four hundred dollars." And you know, I she, I had some cash, you know, that uh, when I worked at the car wash we discussed last, mm-hmm. uh, and I would get tips, so I would always put my tip money in my room and just stash it away and she didn't know yeah. I had that kind of money in my room and I was like I could've paid for it, you know. <laughs> I fucked up, I know
1: I did, you know. But well, that was Was it worth texting the girl? Probably not, but No. That was that was one thing I, I didn't mind with uh, the beer job though, was like I'd get to meet it was right aids. Right aids were like the spot to meet girls. Because I'd always meet like these young girls. Prescription drugs,
0: man. Birth (laughs) control. Well,
1: there's that. But they were always working as like cashiers or they would be as a cashier trying to work their way up to being like a pharmacy tech. And then that would be like the, there was a few of them. Uh, But I did like the Joe Dirt thing one time where I I texted her. We set up something and then I picked her up from work at Rite Aid. And she's like, I thought you had a Hemi? No, no. But we drove around for a little while and I didn't know the area. Mm Mm-hmm all that well of like what to do and then i had to pee really really bad we were just kind of driving around So you went back to the right i had to piss and then so we went back to the she was like we'll just go swing back over to the right a. we'll just use the bathroom (laughs) and then we were there and then some friend of hers was there and we were just standing on the parking lot of right just talking she's like i'm glad you brought me to the fair that
0: i was here earlier (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) so that was the date and it didn't really go much more beyond that because i was like yeah this is it's kind of it's kind of boring. She wasn't that interesting of a girl though, right? Because it it was one of those things of like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, will you live out here? Like, what what is there to do? Well, I don't know. You just gotta go for a walk sometimes. I guess so. But um, but there was that, and then it was I would always have to keep cash on me, for the very reason of you're on the road and you don't you don't know when you're gonna need something. Yeah. Like I had a convertible. Um, for the first two years I worked there. So in the summertime, I would just leave the convertible top down. I didn't care. It was no one's going to steal his car. It's an old car. right? I would just leave the convertible top down, uh, drive around in that. It was nice because I'd be all hot and sweaty anyway, save me money on using the AC and all that. And uh, I remember one day I, I, I was at a Farmer Jack. That's how long ago this was. I was at a Farmer Jack, and I parked next to like a cart corral, but I didn't think anything of it. I come back from loading up the Farmer Jack, and there's a bunch of bees from the car. someone left like an ice cream or something in the cart corral right next to the car. So there's like a giant swarm of bees, and I can't get in the car to drive away. And because the top is down, it's it's it's, it's like I got to get through this hive. So luckily, I could I met a farmer Jack, so I was able to go get like raid bee killer, and I just sprayed everything down, and was able to get through that. Or box cutters I'd need, or fucking. Just food. Yeah. Just eat. You know, sometimes you can just, like, s- snake some food out of the back room.
0: Right. And a lot of times people don't understand if you're on the road, like, there's no bathroom. So you have oh, to, yeah. you know, like, you have to be lucky enough to have places with public bathrooms. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd always use, like, um, the, the uh, I'd use the employee bathrooms. Luckily, I can go to the back room. I don't yeah. use the public ones. But uh, that but that was where we were talking. Uh, I don't know. We... We were talking about the uh, the uh, the poop thing with your, with the Gordon thing, yeah. And that's where I was seeing these bathrooms on the customer side, where it was literally yeah, someone bending over just launching shit against the wall. And I'm like, who who is doing this? And it was it was common. I would see it at least once a week at different places. It's fucking disgusting, man. It was insane. Um, and then there would be times um you mentioned sleep taking a nap. There'd be times some th- that I would be like, cause I'd get up early someday and I'm just exhausted, and I could never take a nap. You'd think like, oh, I'm in my own car and I could just you know uh park off somewhere. yeah, I could never do it. I could it's, never actually take a nap in my car. See when I do that i it's usually just when I close my
0: eyes and yeah. like I don't really fall asleep, but I'm just there, I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed for
1: a long period of time. Yeah, the only time that I was able to ever do that was much later. It was, like I said, toward the end of me working there. And I would get, re- it would be like on holiday weekend and I'd get like really fucked up. So I would plan ahead and be like, all right, let me get through these stores. And you're just, I mean, doing physical labor while you're extremely hungover, sweating, yeah. is the worst. Yes, it is. It is unfat. Like you can't even, like, you feel so weak. You want to vomit constantly. And I remember I would. There was a. Like, you don't
0: want to move. No, you don't, but you have to move. And then then a lot of times you'll be walking with, like, your head
1: down and you don't even want to raise your head. Yep. Shit like that. You're around people. You get people. And then I'm in a Kroger. I'd be in a. I had a. uh, One of my routes was in Birmingham, so very rich area. Um, And I got a couple stories from that one. So, particularly being, like, hungover, um, I would, of course, get the demands for bread and fucking lettuce lettuce and all that other shit. But on top of that, the fucking fancy Kroger's, they would only allow like three, six packs of beer up at a time. Well, I would go stack it. I'd be, go back to grab something else. I'd come out and it's all gone again. And I'm like, this is good. This is going to take forever. It's like, I'm in a fucking time warp. I can't finish the job. And the other problem with working there, I remember this is when I was much younger. When I first started there, I had this, uh, Again, Birmingham area. Now, back then, this was probably like oh six, oh seven. Back then, in the state of Michigan, on Sundays, you could not buy alcohol before, before noon. Before noon. So, what was nice for Sundays when I'd work my weekends, um, as long as I got everything done by noon, it was real easy and quick, and no one was gonna fuck with my shit. Right. Well, I was in this Kroger in Birmingham, down the street from just these giant mansions, and this this guy. Uh, grabs like a case of I don't know what, Bud Light, Miller Light, something like that. And I'm like, and it was like nine in the morning. And I'm like, hey man, just to let you know, um, uh, you can't, you can't buy that for another couple hours. So they're gonna probably send you back with it. And he's like, why? I was like, well, it's it's the law. It's the state law. You can't you can't buy it before noon. It's against the law to to do that. And he's like, oh well, yeah, was it against the law for me to buy a gun and shoot you in the face? <laughs> and I was like, I don't. I don't know. I Probably. Probably. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why you're so mad. And then he continued to take it up to the register. I'm fucking doing my shit. All of a sudden, I see a Kroger employee quickly walk back and put the case back. I was like, I tried to tell you, man. I tried to tell you. There was another one where it was a fancy farmer jack. Um, and it was the same thing where... I can't really picture a fancy farmer jack. It It was... I mean... <laughs> imagine a farmer jack, but just smaller... And with less shelf space. That's really, that's as fancy. Right. They called those, so side note, Kroger, for example, they would call those, uh, a fancy Kroger is called a Fresh Fair. It would be Fresh Fair is the name of the store, and then Kroger in small letters. Um, and then Farmer Jack had the same type of deal, but theirs was called Food Emporium, and it would say Farmer Jack on the bottom. Uh, so when I knew that I had a route, when I got a route list and I see Food Emporium or Fresh Fair, I was just like. Good lord, this is gonna be awful having to deal with these people. Um, they would they would do these weird mandates where it was like, listen, we need you to stack cases of uh, Bud Light next to the coolers, just as little displays. You just literally just take some, put them on their side, and stack them up. And normally I'd stack them up maybe five feet, yeah, so someone can grab them and you fit more out there that way. No, 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 they had a very strict rule. You couldn't you couldn't stack it more than like four high, and I'm like. Okay, but if I do that, then someone takes one and I gotta constantly come back out here. So why don't I put six high? By the time I leave, we're down to four, and we're good for the day. That's nope, can't do it. They would they would literally call my boss and they would complain that I was too high. Fucking store policies, man. It was insane. Um so anyway, I was at the food emporium on a Sunday. And that's farmer Jack, right? That's a farmer jack, one. All right. fancy um, farmer. Yep. And I was at the food emporium. It was about probably about like I said, 9-10 in the morning.
0: I mean Moose worked at a farmer jack. That's why I can't picture a fancy oh. one. <laughs>
1: yeah. There was there, I only knew of one. And it was in Birmingham oh, of yeah. all places. Um and yeah, 9-10 in the morning, this guy grabs an old duels. A six-pack of old duels. Now, this is before I got threatened to be shot in the face. So this is this is probably where I should have maybe thought to myself, just let him, just let him go. But he grabs an old duels. Now, for those that don't know, well, is a non-alcoholic beer. But However, if you, if you drink enough of them, can you get fucked up? Technically, you can, because there actually is alcohol in it. There's like 0.5% alcohol. It's not enough that you could necessarily get shit-faced on. Or any, you can't even get drunk, I don't think, technically. But there is alcohol. And the law at the time was, if it has alcohol, you cannot buy it, period. So I tell this this gentleman, he's got his kid in the cart, and I go... Hey, uh, let's just you know, you, you got a couple hours before you're gonna buy. They're gonna send you back to the shelf to put that back. And he's like, "Yeah, but it's it's an old duels, It's non-alcoholic." He's like in a panic, and I'm like, "I understand, but it's there's actually a little bit. If you look there, it says 5.5 percent alcohol. It's it's a little bit there, so you can't. They're gonna send you back." And he's like, "I don't, but I don't understand. It's non-alcoholic." He's mad. He's fucking pissed. He's like, "I don't. There's you're telling me I can't buy non non-alcoholic beer." Because of a law about alcohol, I'm like, that's. I'm just telling. And his kid's like crying now, and he's like, "What? I can't. We can I get the old, old duels. Duels. And he's like, "No, we're buying the old duels." And he fucking goes to the counter, which I could see in eye shot. Same thing happens, and I, I hear some. I hear a ruckus, and then the fucking girl has to bring it back. Daddy, all I wanted was my action figure and my old duels. I was just like, I don't understand these people. They have to. They can't be. They can't be tamed. They, they got to have what they want when they want it. And and so it's not a surprise, and not to harp on this subject, but it's not a surprise when you tell people you have to wear masks, people are going to be like, I don't want to fucking do that. That's just the way it is. But if people, it's, if you worked with the general public for any amount of time, you know how they are. Do You know that if they can't buy an old duels before noon, they're going to flip their shit.
0: Dude, maybe anyway. they, he had a very important
1: event to go to. <laughs> And you know, his job was to bring me O'Doul's. <laughs> he's like, I need this. I'm doing I got a meeting on the golf course. We need the O'Doul's. I won't be able to close this deal. That's probably what it was. I it's, know. He's probably had to go out there and he was in charge of bring the beer and he didn't want to be the loser that didn't have it. That or you know, he was gonna switch bottles, like pour the <laughs> O'Doul's in a Bud Light and be like, Yeah man, like you know?
0: And he just didn't want he felt bad because maybe he was a recovering alcoholic or something. <laughs>
1: But uh, but yeah, that was that was a that was an interesting. It was a le- it was a great learning experience. Um, but yeah, that w- Other than that, it was just a lot of. I-, I actually didn't even mind going to work for a while because I would just be like, I'd have like a little mobile Sirius unit. Yeah, and well, I would just listen to the radio out there
0: for the most part. Too is you're not really under supervision. No, you know, minus yeah. like the grocery store managers and shit like that, yeah. or like you know, stupid ass customers. But you're not, you know, actually your company. You're not
1: under any supervision. You're on the road, come and and, go as I please. Yeah, it's kind of like that's. I've never, for the most of my working career, I've never really had a job where I had a lot of like demand. I had one job that really demanded a lot of me. Other than that, it was pretty much you. Even when I worked at Hollister, they'd be like, "Yeah, you got to show up. uh, You're starting at nine today." If I showed up at nine thirty and I stayed the extra half hour, they didn't care. Yeah, they'd be like, "Well, whatever. It's whatever." That uh, that
0: happened with like my salary jobs, not yeah anything prior to that. But, um, you know, I'll go, since I worked at Gordon Food Service, I Mm. actually worked at, this was mentioned in the part one, I worked at Dollar Tree. And I actually went back to Dollar Tree because they offered me more money. Oh, really? I went in there to visit, like, a manager or something, say hi or whatever. And he was like, if you come back, we'll, you know, pay you more. So I was working at both um, at one point, Gordon's and Dollar Tree. And I was going to college, like, when college started back up in the fall. I had to choose one, so I actually went back to Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting fired. I don't know if I mentioned this in the first part, but I had to pull an all nighter. I'm not gonna get too much into my second stint at Dollar Tree, but I'll tell you how I got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to pull an all nighter for a project that I put off, you know, procrastinating. Sure. So I didn't get any sleep, and I used to work at you know three four in the morning, similar to what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to I had to call off because I did not slept. So um i called in you know i called no one answered called no one answered called no one answered well eventually i just fell asleep (laughs) so um i went into the store about 11 o'clock you know about six hours later after i woke up and i talked to my store manager and i said you know i tried to call off you know i didn't get any sleep i had to pull on it all nighter for school Mm -hmm. and he was like i'm sorry that's a no call no show i'm gonna have to let you go so you know it is what it is so he let me go but um fortunately my mom worked with a girl that we went to high school with her mom okay so she's like oh so-and-so works at this nursing home right okay so she goes we can probably get you in because they're looking for a dishwasher and i was like great you know so i ended up working at uh this nursing home and it started off as a dishwasher and I was making the first like I think 30 or 90 days you made like near $10 an hour which was pretty good when we were 19 like 2006 Mm -hmm. and then after that after the 90 days you you would get bumped up to like 12 or 13 so Mm -hmm. it was really good money at the time especially living at home like so I started off as a dishwasher and I eventually became a janitor there Mm -hmm. and so, the story of me becoming a janitor is I was union there. So, um well, first of all, I'll take you to the interview process because Chuck E. Cheese had an interesting interview. This one did, too. <laughs> um, I interv- There was two kitchen managers, a lady and a guy. Mm-hmm. And the lady pretty much did the whole interview. And then she's like, well, I want you to meet the main guy. But he was never there. Like, he was there maybe once a week. And she just pretty much covered it a- for him. They were both married. And they were both fucking each other, too. Like, there was, like... Like, people knew about it. Yeah. It's a little bit
1: of a love triangle
0: going on. So, um, you know, in between them fucking, you know, he uh, came and interviewed me. And the only question he asked me, and he asked me it five different times. He goes, can you pass a drug test? (laughs) And I was like, yes. And he's like can you pass a drug test? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, I'm going to ask, you know, he asked me a couple more times and the last time. He's like, I'm going to ask you one more time. Can you pass a drug test? I'm like, yeah, man, I can pass a fucking drug test, you know? Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting the job because of my reference and all that. Well, I worked in the kitchen for about a year, maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where I actually learned that, uh, people from Pontiac and people from Detroit don't like each other for some reason. Yeah. They fucking hate each other. Like, they, there was like a war between <laughs> these people that I'm like, dude, like, it's like fucking 30 minutes away. And, like, you know, Pontiac people were just jealous because they thought they weren't as hard as people from Detroit. I don't know. You know, just being some dude from the burbs, I was like, whatever. Right. You know, I'm not going to get into this. So I was pretty much cool with everyone. But, I mean, uh, you know, I worked with, the majority of women mm-hmm. and the guys that were there were all uh, gay like the nurses yeah so as far as like being like the only straight male there i would get hit on by every chick that fucking worked there like <laughs> and these <laughs> chicks were like you know i was 19 years old and like these ladies were in like 40s <laughs> and shit and like and every time i went to work like they'd just be like they'd be asking about me to the, about me if to the other uh dietary people and shit. Well, anyway, I ended up... Uh, they ended up posting a job for full-time, because I was part-time, mm-hmm. for a full-time as a janitor position in the afternoons, and I would work, you know, four to midnight. And so I applied for the job, gave my application to the front desk, and they ended up hiring... Um, most of the people were Hispanic mm-hmm. or, you know, Puerto Rican that worked in my department because it was technically housekeeping. right? And... Dude, talk about a segregated business. The whole kitchen was white, mm-hmm. except for the cooks. The uh, nurses' aides were all black. Mm-hmm. The nurses were either Asian or white. Huh. And the housekeeping was all like Hispanic. So, like you, could, like, you could see someone and tell what department they are and, yeah. and everyone's wearing fucking scrubs, dude, except, like, <laughs> I didn't have to wear scrubs, I got to wear jeans. Right. And then, like, the maintenance people were, there was, like, three maintenance people, and they were all white. Mm. So, it was, like, it, dude, it, it, was, it was kind of a, my first interaction with, like, people from different areas, yeah, you know, yeah. and, like, it was just, it was just funny, because you could literally, like, walk and be like, all right, that person's in this department, that person's in this department, mm-hmm. and... So I applied for this janitor position and they lost my application. Okay. Someone hit it, you know, and they hire the uh, my housekeeping manager who eventually becomes my manager. She had hired one of our family members. And this is important because of how I I exit the nursing home business. Mm-hmm. But she hired one of her family members. And then one of the administrators to the nursing home found my application, and since I was union, he was like, no, you have to hire um, him instead of whoever you just hired. So they had to fire them right away, and mm-hmm. they had to hire me in. So I start off as a janitor on pretty much a bad note because, you know, they had to fire their own family to get me in. Right. So I start off there, and dude, working in a nursing home is like another world, man. There is so much drama. And because it's all women, too. So it's like you got fucking bullshit, you know, like every week, like someone would tell me like a rumor that I'm fucking this person or that person. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, like I'm like the person you're talking about is fucking 50 years old. Like I'm not fucking (laughs) like someone 30 years older than me who, you know, who's got gold teeth, you know, (laughs) fucking I'm like, man, so whatever. But um, there was a couple things that like there was one where okay so since i was a janitor i couldn't like touch the residents right mm-hmm. um everything on the floor i had to clean everything on tables like dietary I had to clean so um if it got spilled over to the floor i would have to clean it up or whatever well one time they they i had a fucking walkie talkie that i never brought around cuz i didn't want people to bother me mm-hmm. so they hit me up on the walkie talkie like one one of the few times that i actually had it on me and they're like you, you know, you're you're needed in this um, uh, dining room. Mm-hmm. So I go in the dining room, and I'm looking at this, and it looks like fucking chocolate milk all over. Mm-hmm. And I I go up to one of the chicks. And I'm like, is that you know, is that chocolate milk or what is what is it? And she's like, what do you think it is? I like, I think it was chocolate milk, dude. And this fucking sh- uh, old lady had fucking explosive diarrhea. Oh god! And the shit, dude, was going from the di- the dining room. Where she was sitting, all the way down the hallway uh. into her room, and I'm like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" So I have to fucking uh. mop it, fucking take the uh, carpet cleaner, yeah. fucking do that. It's fucking disgusting. And they they had to take her into like the shower and just fucking hose her off. Oh, like you've seen like the wood where they take a shower in the backyard and they're just yeah. hosing them.
1: Like that's picture that. Like you're oh. just fucking right. hosing an old lady in her wheelchair. That's better. I was imagining the opening scenes from rambo but that's (laughs) that's a lot better i'll take that so so i i would have to clean
0: shit like that i would constantly man i'd have to unclog toilets and stuff or like you know if it got real bad i'd have to get someone to snake it but for a time i thought about being a plumber because i it was that it it was that fucking often that i would have to unclog a toilet or a toilet would overflow and i would have to clean it up and it was fucking Mm -hmm. disgusting (laughs) <laughs> and you know at the time it didn't really bother me and like puke pot bothered me. Yeah, yeah. But dude, speak and I'll probably segue into my next story about it. There was this lady who she had a you know resident. She had not um stomach that looked like she was pregnant, mm-hmm. right? She it was you know like a beer belly. Right, but it was right. it, it looked more like a pregnancy belly I and mean, she was a fucking like 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, she had something wrong with her, like schizophrenia or something, and she thought she was pregnant with Jesus' baby. Oh God! But she thought it was the Antichrist. Oh Jesus! And she was telling us that um, she, the devil, was laying eggs around the nursing home, and they were all gonna hatch when she delivers this baby. So no. she would eat for two, like she would eat her <laughs> meal and then ask for more. Well, one night she was, she asked for like three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches after she ate mm-hmm. and the girls in the dietary were like, look, like just fucking give it to her. Like she's mm-hmm. not, she's not, she won't stop complaining. Right. So she, they gave her all this food and she ended up throwing up all over the oh, wall no. and no one told me. So I'm walking down the hallway And I look at this and I'm like, you know, it looked like oatmeal or something. So, like, I was like, what the fuck is that? So, I kind of get close to it and, like, try to, like, smell it without... And I was like, oh, my God, the worst fucking smell. Uh. And I thought I was going to throw up. So, I had to fucking clean that. Like, just these stories with these residents, man. I could go on for hours and hours and hours. And this, there was a lady that was... Uh, Cuban mm-hmm. didn't speak any English, and she thought I was her grandson. Oh God! Because I, I guess I resembled him. Okay. So I know a couple of Spanish words. You know, cómo está, whatever. Yeah. And so, like, I would go in and be like, cómo está, and then she would just ramble about like shit and you know, whatever. And I, one day after I got uh, my tattoos, I fucking lifted up my sleeve to show her, mm-hmm. and she started smacking me because she thought I she oh. was like, <laughs> thought I was her grandson. <laughs> And, you know, was getting all pissed that I got tattoos and shit. <laughs> but it was a trip working there, dude. Like, it, it, the people that worked there, I mean, the, the, this is their career. Right. But, like, you would have swore it was fucking high school. Like, oh, I, bet, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't like, you know, I don't like you talking to this person. I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm trying to be cool with everyone. Like, I have to interact with a lot of people. Right. Like, you just have to stay on your little station, like, or your hallways. Like, I have to deal with everyone. Like, people would be like, oh, you know, uh, start having beef with me because I'm cool with this person. But, you know, and I was just like, look, I'm staying out of all this shit. And especially being a dude and, like, all these women, I'm like, man, like, shut the fuck up. Just Are you guys much st- estrogen. Yeah, you guys sound so stupid right now. <laughs> but um, I would, there was a theater in there. Like, they had this big, like, projecting scream. And all, when my shift, like I said, it was 4 to midnight. So, management, like, my manager was left at 3, so I would mm-hmm. never see her. Uh, management would leave at, uh, you know, she left at 3, and then, like, the administrators, of big wits, would leave at, like, 5, 5.30. So, like, 6 o'clock comes around, like, after they eat dinner, like, I didn't have to do shit. Like, I didn't have any overhead or anything. So, a lot of times, I would take, like, a broom and dustpan and go into the theater and just lock myself in. And so, if anyone opened, you know, had the key to it and mm-hmm. opened, I'd just be like, oh, I'm cleaning in here. But... I would watch, like, full Tigers games, which are, like, you know, three hours. And, like, I would text Dave, and I'd be like, hey, man, let me know what happens in the Tiger game, you know. And he'd be like – he'd text me back and be like, oh, man, fucking Dimitri Young just hit a home run. I'd be like, yeah, I know. That was fucking crazy. And he's like, what? And, I, and like, me and him would just go back and forth on text. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm just watching it in the theater. and uh, Or I'd watch, like, Raw or, you know, whatever. And I would spend hours in there, dude. Like, I probably did, like – Maybe three hours worth of work, if that, mm-hmm. a day on my eight hour shift. And because I, I would take a lunch, I'd go out to eat every day, and I wouldn't, you know, you would get like a half hour lunch, but you would have to clock out. Right. But I would pick up food for like everyone. Like, it, and people would be like, they just write down their order. I'd be like, all right. And there was this chick I was cool with that had a uh, Alexis, mm-hmm. So I was like, look, if I'm going to buy you food, you're gonna give me keys to your Lexus so I can I can take the Lexus out, mm-hmm. and so I would drive the Lexus to like Taco Bell or whatever, and like you know, or like, say like Hungry Howies, and it was kind of like the thing or the thing I was talk or mentioned the Joe Dirt the the heavy yeah, thing yeah. you know I would talk to a girl at somewhere else and she'd be like <laughs> oh yeah you know and I, if I would show up to take her out she's like oh where's the Lexus oh it's in the shop you know I'm getting <laughs> getting custom foot pedals installed you know type shit. But, um, so I worked there for a total of three years, around three years. Okay. And I, like I said, I started in the kitchen and when I got this janitorial position, um, I was only working that for maybe nine months to a year. Okay. And like I said, I got a bad rep, like right from the beginning because she wanted her family in. Right. And, you know, I was kind of on an uphill battle to win her over. Right. And so I knew it was, my time was limited there. Plus I was going to college. Right. So I did the bare minimum. I started doing the bare minimum after probably two months. And, um, so they, they started kind of making a plan for me to exit for them, for, for them to fire me or whatever. And I'm union. So, um, actually I was talking about this this morning to a guy I work with now, but anyway, um, you would have to get three write-ups and all the union stewards except for one were like almost planted by management oh i see so they were like rats so they would just you know they would rat on you all the time and they wouldn't actually stick up for you when you got written up right so my first write-up was um so fucking ridiculous actually my first two actually all three but uh, my first one you know, I like I said, I would have to clean up everything, and I was on the floor, and I would clean. There was like four dining rooms, you know, hallways, whatever, and they you would use some of the dining rooms for like the recreation stuff, mm-hmm. like bingo, and they'd play other games and stuff at night after they ate dinner. So one night, the chick was doing bingo in there, and afterwards, there was like maybe maybe five bingo chips on the floor. Sure. Well, I didn't know. You know, they clean up their own shit, you know. So the next day I come in, and I there's a write-up there because I didn't clean up the bingo chips on the floor in the dining room. Uh, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So, you know, I get my union steward, and they're like, well, you didn't clean it. Like, it's not clean. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for sticking up for me. Right. It's fucking bingo chips, dude. It's not <laughs> like it's fucking dried up food or anything like that. Right. Fucking bingo chips. So I got written up for that. My second write-up. I was going into a dining room to clean it and I was walking down the hall with a broom and dustpan and I an administrator was following me and I walk in I literally say cuz I used to be in dietary so I know all the girls I'm like I, th- I said what's up to the girls the administrator pulls me out of the dining room tells me to go like refill like a liquid soap mm-hmm. the next day there's a write up for an unauthorized break because I said what's up to the girls I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, what oh, the wow. fuck? Like, this is stretching it. Like, you guys are, like, I do enough bad shit here that you could have you found me in the theater or, like, do, you know, right. whatever. And so I get written up for that. My third and final write-up, and this was the first time that I actually got the person, the union steward that actually stood up for people, but it was, mm-hmm. like, my last straw. Right. So they renovated, like, four or five rooms, and my job was to go in and clean those right away. Um, because they wanted to get residents in there as soon as possible, so right. I go in there, I clean them, you know, do my best or whatever, right. and um, we had to write on just pretty much it was like a loose leaf paper. Well, it was like a it was like a computer paper, like what you print off of. Sure. You had to write what you did for the night before because my manager wasn't there, so I would write down, you know, clean these dining rooms, you know, uh, carpet clean these hallways, whatever. So. I put down that I cleaned the renovated rooms, room numbers, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, she hand, she lifts up the paper, and she goes, is this your handwriting? I go, yeah. She goes, well, you falsified a document. I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, you said you cleaned these rooms, and they weren't clean. And I'm like, yes, they were. And she, sh- she brings out these fucking Polaroids. Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, they weren't. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, There's no timestamp stamp on it. So I'm like... You know, I'm talking to the union steward outside this little, like, conference room. And she's like, I don't think there's anything I could do for you. And she started actually crying because I was the first person that got fired under her watch. Oh, wow. And so I was like, look, I go, they can fire me. I still live at home. You know, I'll get unemployment. I'll be just fine, you know. Mm -hmm. So we go back in. And um, she's like, yeah, we're going to she's like, we're going to give you the option. You can resign. Or we're gonna we are going we got to fire you. And I was like, Well, you gotta fire me because I'm not you're not fucking up my unemployment. Yeah. You know, if I resign I don't get it. Right. So she if they fire me and I you know, I was cool like I said, I was cool with a lot of the girls there, and I was texting one of the girls and she goes, Yeah, she goes, They were walking around with cameras before you got there. Oh. So they took the pictures of these rooms before I even got got into work that day. Well, I was gonna say
1: a Polaroid doesn't have a date stamp. Right, on that's it. what I said. Like, there's yeah. no time
0: stamp. so like right. you don't know when these fucking pictures were taken. So I ended up getting fired. But you know the the interactions with the the residents, like I would never put my parents in a fucking nursing home. Oh there, dude. no, no, like, yeah. These people, like I mean, you walk down the hall and it's it, like. There's points where all their wheelchairs get like crammed up in like one area yeah. and they can't move yeah. because they're all fucking stuck. So you you like unlodge one of them and they all can be free. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like all of them have like dimension shit. So yeah. like you they don't know where they
1: are. Dude, it's terrible. I would rather I I dealt with that um not as a job, but like I had a family in a nursing home for a while and I'd go there every day and it was just I would I thought to myself I was like I would rather just shoot myself in the face. Right. than have to fucking get to this point. Well, this place like, uh, that that. This
0: particular place that I worked at, cha- I, I was there for th- almost three years. They changed names three different times because they kept getting sued for wrongful deaths. Oh, I believe it. So, believe like, it. it went from you know one name um you know based on the street that they were on yeah then it became a little bit more sophisticated yeah and then it became a health
1: center yeah yeah, and
0: it was fucking ridiculous dude dude
1: they're fucking those places are god awful i've been in a few of them and they're just like shopping around i've been around like shopping around for that with my family uh in the past and it's just it's amazing like what the fuck do you do? Like, how much... You know, it's not cheap to live in those places. Right.
0: And, there, you know, this was off of a road that was perpendicular of Rochester Road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was in Rochester Hills. Yeah. And one day I'm going to fucking work, dude, and I drive past. And they're like... Mo- most of the residents can't walk. Right. I see one of the residents that can walk... It was walking down the fucking main street. Oh, Like, Jesus they got, They Christ. escaped. And, like, they don't know where the fuck they are. <laughs> and, like, so you basically, like, have to have someone. And I couldn't oh, do it because God. I couldn't. I, I can't legally touch the cu- the residence. right, right. So, right, like, right. I had to tell them, like, yo, like, Ellen Sue is fucking walking down the fucking wow. street. You know, she's making a run for <sighs> it. And, God. like, it, one of my first days, like, I was in the kitchen. And I was talking to the cook, and the cook just kind of stopped talking, and I looked behind me, and fucking the same lady, fucking Ellen Sue, was fucking just standing there. And she's like, you have to walk her back out of the kitchen, because she can't be in here.
1: And those people, I know what you're talking about, like the the attitude of people that work in these nursing homes, especially like the nurses and nurses' aides, I had to deal with them on a regular basis, and they get so cunty. They can be just so nasty. And I'm like, look, I understand you have a depressing job. You're around, you're seeing, yeah. you're facing death every single day. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't give you, it doesn't absolve you of, of any wrongdoing that you're being a bitch right now. Right. Like there was one, oh man, I'll never forget. Like I went off on this lady because I was. it was my grandma that was in the in the nursing home and I was having a check in on her while I was between jobs. And uh, I just, I forget exactly what even started the argument but i just unloaded on her and she she just walked out and we never seen her ever again now i'm sure she didn't quit but she got herself transferred but it, she was in the in the wrong she was upset that um it was something along the lines of like i fr- i think we were um oh god it was something like because we we would around the clock we had family members there because we didn't trust the place yeah so we would always have family members there and then i was there for a chunk of time and she just didn't like the fact that there was family constantly in and out all the time and i'm like what the fuck difference is this with you right. we pay a lot of money for this dude
0: there was times where and you know this is like the horror story type shit dude is like okay there was one resident in particular that they they changed and like these people you know if they're not sitting down Or or like have a back to their chair like they have no stability. Yeah, they're they're just just slump and fall. Yeah. So they sit her up at the end of her bed, change her, then walk out of the room, and she just falls and hits the deck and dies. Wow. And that that was one of the lawsuits. Like she was, it was like that quick, you know. And they had these machines for uh, people that they couldn't sit up like that. They had these machines that like you you strap their arms in. Yeah. And it's like a like a like forklift, a yeah. yeah, 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 and they lift them up. So like these chicks, man, would always fuck with me, and be like, uh, "Yo, Bobby, we need uh, we need your help in here," and like you know something spilled, and I'd open the door. And they'd have a fucking naked resident just fucking chilling on this oh, fucking Jesus. forklift thing, just like looking at me, dazed out of their mind. And I'm like, God damn it. And they're like, Oh, it's all the titties and ass you'd ever want. And I'm like, Fucking, hey, like that's going to be a mental picture that I have to get out of my fucking head, dude. That's
1: and fucking disgusting.
0: So, but there was one night that this. Uh, these guys dropped off their dad like earlier in the day and their Mm -hmm. dad was like straight off the boat italian Mm -hmm. didn't speak a lick of english right so they dropped him off obviously didn't explain where he was because he (laughs) dude he was freaking out the entire time right well after dinner and this was kind of late night like this girl runs up to me and she's like that you need you're, you're needed in the other area you know this resident's going fucking crazy and I'm like all right so I go over there and I'm the only dude there like it's all girls like mm-hmm. I'm no joke there is not one other guy in the building except for me and the residents right and so I go over there and this guy's fucking screaming in Italian like putting his fist up like trying to like punch these chicks and I'm like dude like w- what the f- I can't touch these guys mm-hmm. so you know I kind of just stand in front of the girls in in front of like I'm blocking him from getting to them So I'm like, you know, kind of just with my arms crossed, like, dude, what are you, you know, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. So he grabs this fucking plastic container full of needles off of the nurse's station, fucking winds back and hits me across the face with this fucking, um, this plastic container. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, I will fuck you up. Like, but I couldn't fucking touch him. Mm -hmm. I was so fucking mad. And when I, uh, you know, he hits me, my face goes this way, you know. And I'm thinking, I'm like, did this guy just punch me in the face? <laughs> While I'm thinking about that, he hits me across the other side. And I'm like, this motherfucker just hit me twice across the face. <laughs> so uh, they finally, like, I was like, dude, like, I, like, I put my hands up like I was going to fuck him up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I couldn't touch him. So they, he finally kind of like stopped, you know, being so aggressive. Well, they called the police on him. And so the police came and um, he goes up to the officer and he puts his hand up like he's going to punch the police officer. Dude, the police officer fucking dropped his ass wow. fucking like like he was going to give him a fucking crippler cross face. <laughs> and fucking he was down face down on the ground and then he handcuffed him to the wheelchair and they Jeez. finally got a hold of his sons. Mm-hmm. And we're like, dude, you have to come get this guy or, you know, call him down. But I had to like fucking fill out a police report mm. and all this shit, and then the next day, like my the administrators that uh, n- no management like me there because right. I just didn't give a fuck and whatever, and you know I'm in my early twenties. One of the administrators was like, "Oh, thank you for your help yesterday. Uh, there, you know, you should never be threatened and and have to deal with that at work." And I'm like, "Dude, go fuck yourself," because I know you don't give a fuck about me. You just don't want me to fucking like, yeah, you don't want to take action off. Of you. Yeah, right. So I was like, pretty much like thinking like, dude, just don't fucking talk to me. And um, like you know, I'm not gonna let this fucking old man fucking beat these chicks asses. Like, well, you know? right, yeah. So. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's some other shit that I really don't want to tell because it's really, really horrifying. Yeah. And, you know, I may look bad in this situation. Gotcha. Gotcha. um, You know, nothing that I really did, but, you know, just the stories. Right. And, um dude it was a trip man like it is another world because like you said like it's like you're facing death every day Mm -hmm. so it's like very depressing because like even like residents that like are with it and you can actually talk to and stuff and like you know not be cool with it you're not gonna go get a beer with them but like you know at work you're like oh hey you know whatever and they'll tell you stories about fucking the great depression or some shit i don't know and but then the next day they're gone you know like and you're like well i guess you know Thanks, thanks for the stories. Thanks for the time. Right, you know, and then seeing the families come in, um, same thing. It's like you know, you you're used to, you know, their sons or daughters coming in, and you know they're a lot younger, whatever, or younger compared to them. They're in fifties and sixties, and they talk to you about you know what are you doing in school and shit. And then when their parent dies, you don't see them anymore. So it's like, all right, well, you know, the one bright side of coming to work is seeing. You know, so-and-so's son, who was pretty cool, and, uh, you know, I could talk sports or talk whatever to him. Well, he doesn't come in anymore. So now, you know, I got to go talk to fucking Jan about her nail appointment, you know, and <laughs> talk, you know, just talk to fucking nurses about, you know, if I can get any meds. <laughs>
1: so. No, I've, uh, I spent some time at a hospital. Um, actually, when I was, when I left... Uh, the the beer job but um real quick i have to take a massive piss okay real quick so, so uh we'll get get back into it and we'll do the uh yeah we've we'll, we got a sponsorship don't we we do but i was gonna wait for you for the sponsorship so yes. we'll
0: take a we'll take a 30 second break all and right we'll come back all right we're uh we're yeah. we're back after a much-needed piss break oh god yes and um actually our producer uh convinced me to tell another story oh yeah okay it was, it was off all air right. and now you know i'm gonna tell one more all right all right all right um uh, so you know, like I said, a lot of uh, patients there have dementia, right. Or you know, Alzheimer's, and you know, doesn't don't really know where they're at or whatever. So, I may have or may have not have been involved with something with a couple of coworkers, and we had told there was two uh, gentlemen that were patients, mm-hmm. both had dementia, and we had told one of the guys that the other guy owed me five hundred dollars. <laughs> Okay. And he's like, Well, what does he owe you five hundred dollars for? I was like, Well, he hired me as a hitman and I did the job and I I haven't gotten paid. Oh Jesus. So these two guys got like in a really big fight uh-huh. and he was like nothing physical, but like because they were both in wheelchairs obviously right right, but uh he goes he's like uh you know the one guy goes up to the other one he's like you know you better pay this man and he's like i don't know what you're talking about and he's like you owe him five (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars you hired him as a hitman. and he's like the other guy's like i don't know what you're talking about and just they're you know it would just start escalating to the point where they were trying to get out of their chairs but they couldn't but then we just wheeled them away, and they forgot. <laughs> okay. So I mean, it is a little mean, but yeah. you know, there's not really
1: harm done. No, yeah. But
0: that's the that's the type of stuff that goes on in a nursing home.
1: I believe that I could I could definitely see that. I mean, I would do that with my my grandma. I would have to kind of like because she was kind of in what, and out fucking of it. with her. No, well, a little <laughs> a little bit. Like she hated she hated Judge Judy. She absolutely hated Judge Judy. And around dinner time, to get her. Because she'd take her nap in the afternoon, and I'd have to get her up so yeah. because I couldn't trust the nurses to actually get her out of bed so she could eat. So yeah, I would, you did this as like a job, didn't you? Uh, sort of, like kind of. Yeah, like assisted. Uh... Yeah, it was like basically my family were able to kind of work out a deal with okay. me so we could, you know, because they ne- they didn't trust this place and she need they needed to make sure she ate. You and were everything. a caretaker, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I would go. I would. I would go there um, all for the bulk of the day yeah um i'd be with her uh, from the time she ate like breakfast lunch ish time and then um she'd end up taking an afternoon nap i'd go kind of just i'd take a nap myself yeah. or i'd go do whatever for a couple hours and then i'd come back and we i got to make sure she's up and ready to have dinner um so she has like some sort of schedule and i remember she hated judge judy so what i would purposely do is when it was time to get up to make sure she got out of bed is I would put Judge Judy on and I would turn up the volume, not blaring, but right. loud enough that she could hear it. And she would wake up, she'd make a face, she's like, I hate that judge. I hate that someone should go and shoot that judge. I was like <laughs> God damn, grandma. I was like, all right, well, let's get out of bed so we can go eat. Let's get- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you gotta sometimes you gotta you gotta work with what you got. Yeah, so I
0: mean sometimes um, you gotta entertain yourself. Yeah. But um
1: but no, we have, a, we have a sponsorship. We do have a sponsorship. Uh, this so
0: week. Uh, this week, let me see who, who's sponsoring us. Okay, I uh, got it. Today's episode is brought to you by Samsonite Briefcases. Oh, okay. If you have a million dollars worth of cash or a million dollars worth of IOUs, better get yourself a Samsonite. They come in different styles, such as business professional, business casual, snakeskin, and pleather. Check out John Denver's full of shit.com. Again, that's John Denver's full of shit.com. Use the promo
1: code big gulps for a discount upon your first purchase oh man samsonite you know nothing nothing travels like a samsonite no you know That's you gotta good. you gotta travel light we're making Use it to samsonite. the big leagues now I we know. got some name brands i coming know we had there.
0: uh debo's pigeon coop last yeah, week debo's
1: and in his uh, yeah that was a, <laughs> <and now laughs> that, a that was samsonite a big get. yeah that was a big get um now, I, actually, you're talking about being at the nursing home. I, I spent about a little over a year working at a hospital. Um, and it was in between the times when I was working at, for Budweiser. Yep. I got laid off. Again, it wasn't anything. I mean, I remember they even gave me like a letter that I could show the unemployment office if I needed to. I never collected unemployment. Right. But if I were to, that showed, like, hey, this is not anything to do with performance. Yeah. And I could use this for as a recommendation for other jobs, blah, blah, blah. So I, I was out of work for maybe, I think they let me go in January, and I was out of work for maybe like, I want to say a month and a half, and I didn't collect unemployment because I didn't know how to. At the right. time, I was young. I was, you know, I was still in college, and then I just I just w- went to work. I got a job at Target, yeah. which lasted, well, I could bang this one out. I worked there for about a month, if that, and... uh it was basically just stocking shelves. You go in at 3.45 in the morning and you just stock, unload the truck three days a week and you just stock the shelves and price everything. Now, after spending years doing it for Budweiser, I knew I was a fucking machine at this. Problem is, I was only getting paid half as much because I was only getting, making minimum wage right. that I was for Budweiser, so it kind of sucked. And you had to get up at fucking 3.45 in the morning, um, which basically means you just don't go to sleep that night. Yeah. So... Um, I, I remember we went out, uh, I went out to the bar. What I would typically do is I would just go to the bar and I would get out of the bar at two, go home and maybe take like a nap for about 45 minutes, take a shower and just roll on into work. A little, still a little drunk. Cause then I could leave. So the rule was you could, you could leave at nine. It was three forty five to nine in the morning. But if you wanted to stay, you could stay until the job was done Yeah, and you could earn more money. I didn't really give a shit. Um, so that's that's typically what I would do. Well, one night I kind of overdrank, so I was at uh, I was at one of these dive bars um, with a with a guy we know. Um, it Looks just like Kevin Bacon, Sp- <laughs> fucking spot on. Was it Kelly's? Uh, yes, we were at Kelly's. Kelly's on the East Side. Kelly's on the East Side was a shitty bar that is no longer around. It was so. What was nice about it is they were smart with their hustle. They would have like you'd show up at like. I don't know, May, and they would make sure that when the the to get in you had to buy a beer and they would hand you a Bud Light aluminum bottle with fucking St. Patrick's Day shit on it from months before. <laughs> so that was like that was their thing. So we would go there and I would I would I was drinking 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 uh with Kevin Bacon and then um we met up with um one of the uh Dinkelman? Not Dinkelman. Uh it was I'll just say his name is Devin, is his real name, it is, but you won't. Yeah, yeah, I know Yeah, you know who I'm yeah. talking about. N- nobody else will know. So, Devin. Now, Devin, we kind of knew um, tra- through some other people, and at the time I was in college, I had a radio show at the college radio station, and he went to the same college that I went to, and he was trying to pitch me to be on the show and tell me, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll bring you, and I was like... He want, He was telling me he wants to read like poetry and everything. I was like, I only have an hour. Like, what am I supposed? He's to? very hipster. He's very Ferndale. Very, very I mean, Ferndale. This is 2010. Actually, he's a bartender out in a bar at,
0: in Ferndale. right Is he now. currently? Yeah. yeah. Or at least I saw him last year. I could. I could believe it. He was
1: a teacher, and then yeah. he said he made more money over uh, bartending. He might want to go back to teaching now. But anyway, right. uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so we we were out there, and then and then he was like. Kevin Bacon left. He was being wise. And then uh, Devin was like, let's go over to this craft beer place. I can't remember the name of it. It doesn't exist anymore up in Shelby. Yeah. I was like, let's go over there. I work there, and I'll, we'll, I'll hook it up. I'm like, okay, so we go out there. And he's like, oh, you got to get this beer. And it was like some fucking hipster name. I can't remember. And I drank two of them, and they came in like big mugs. And I didn't realize they're like 11% alcohol. <laughs> Now I had already done shots, and I was drinking Bud Lights from before. St. Th- Patrick's Day Bud Lights. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day Bud Lights. Then we, so then we decide to leave there and go back to Kelly's. Now this is where this is the last of I rem- that I remember. I remember getting into Kelly's. He got he beat me over there. I find where he's at the table. I buy another, of course, a St. Patrick's Day Bud Light to get in. I drink a little bit of that. We do a shot, and the next thing I know, I wake up at home. I drove home which I this is the only time I've ever been like blackout. Now luckily to get to my parents house and this bar, it's literally you go down the street of a neighborhood. Yeah. So it's it was very convenient. Very convenient. Um so thank God for that. And I remember I woke up and I puked. I had a little I had a little like uh, novel it's not like, like like a trash bin but it was like more as for aesthetics it looked like a bunch of books in a circle it was like my mom bought it at like some furniture place it was like oh why don't you have it it'll look good in your room I just vomit into that thing and then I get my, my alarm goes off for me to go to Target and I had just accepted a job. Um it was supposed to be a part time job weekends only at this hospital and I did the math real quick in my head as I was you know wiping the vomit from my face above the trash bin. And I was like, technically, I could make more money in just a weekend than I did at Target for three days a week. So I don't need Target anymore. So I just went back to bed and never showed back up at Target. And that was my whole career there. Um, and then, yeah, so then I worked at this at this hospital out in Rochester and uh, probably not too far from the, yeah. the place you were at. And um, it, the job itself was to do linen delivery. So you're talking blankets, uh, sheets, uh, gown, like um, your gowns for the yeah. patients, uh, towels, anything that deals with laundry, and um, basically what you do is you go up to each section of every ho- of the hospital has a whole section of clean laundry. So you drop off the clean laundry, you take the dirty ones that are in bags, and you load those up and you put them in a truck. We did that hospital didn't have a laundry service, so it would get shipped down to Detroit, right. washed, brought back every morning. So my original job was to show up Saturdays and Sundays and do that for like ten hours a day. Which was it was a little stressful, um, but it was pretty easy. But then then uh, there was this there was this woman um that was trying to play the like workman's comp game. Um and uh, Oh, no, 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 that, that happened later. Never mind. We'll get into that. Uh, no, what ended up happening was, so there was a supervisor who was a guy who was like, he worked for the local fire department. Yeah. Now, the Rochester Hills Fire Department is not a full-time job unless you're like the fire, what is it, the fire chief or whatever, like the head guy. Yeah. It's it's like a part-time volunteer. You get paid, but you only work like a day or two a week. Right. So he worked at this hospital to fill the other time, and uh then there was this other kid, Dan, who was like 18. And at this time, I was probably 20, I don't know, 23 or so. Um, and so I was to do the weekend shift. Um, there was this woman, Jackie, that worked at night. Um, and then there was, I forget the older guy's name that worked at the fire station, and then Dan worked in the morning together. Because the mornings were crazy. Right. Mornings were very, very busy. Um so well, what ended up happening, the guy from the fire department, he, he interviews me. Very simple interview. I came from a reference because I had a relative that worked at that hospital in another department. Yeah. And um, they're like, yeah, if you can show up every single weekend and actually do the job, we're good. I'm like, cool. Um, so I, I do one weekend there, my first weekend uh, on my own. The fucking older guy who was the supervisor there flips out apparently and quits. And I don't remember what the grievance was, but it was something pretty stupid. He just had enough of it. Had enough of the fucking bullshit, apparently. So, um, there was our manager. was this guy named Bill. Cool guy. Liked him a lot. Now, Bill worked at He would show up once a week for about, I don't know, a couple hours a day to check on things. Otherwise, the supervisor took care of it. But the supervisor really didn't have to do much. If you wanted to put in for time off, you sent an email to Bill or a text, and he would just... Put it in for time off. right so he calls me out and he's like hey i know you're working weekends um uh, but something happened how would you like just work full-time monday through friday so you get your weekends off you get your holidays off you got i think i got like 18 pto days a year That's Pretty good yeah it was 10 bucks an hour back then which was not too bad it was still better than minimum minimum wage back then i think it was up to seven yeah and i was in college and i was like well i'm, I'm a full-time student in college he's like listen we'll work out a deal Just but what can you show up from? I think the the schedule was 4 a.m. till 12:30 every day. I was like, oh, I could do that. That's perfect because my I take afternoon classes and night classes. That's fine. So I start doing that um, for like from like April until like September, and what I would do it was pretty easy stuff because it was basically I would I would get there first. Dan would show up slightly after like 5:30, 6 in the morning. Uh, But he would work later. And then there was the afternoon girl that would show up at, I think, like, I want to say, like, 2 in the afternoon until 10-ish. Yeah, something like that. 10.30, I think. So it was basically someone was always there all the time. It was staggered. But the mornings were crazy, so I would help unload the truck of all the clean stuff, sort it all out for every floor. I took one section of the hospital that was a little bit easier since I had to come in earlier to do that. And it was, like, like these, these towers. They were, like floors I believe like four through eight and it was they were identical all the way up so it was literally I just take the cart up go over to this spot load unload bring it back down do it again do it again do it again unload everything then I get to take a break and I could b- bang that out in like an hour or two yeah then I would go eat breakfast at the cafeteria get like a nice big nice waffle or or eggs or whatever and then I could just fuck around until like the last hour of the day and all I had to do is go back up again and collect all the dirty stuff that I had collected so that the next person on their shift didn't have to deal with all that. And it was basically the, the, the thing is is don't be a dick if you just do your job, deliver as much as you can, and collect as much dirty stuff as you can before you leave for the day. Then the next person would do the same and so on and so on. It's like a pay it forward. Pay it forward is the battle. If everyone was doing their job, it was an easy job the problem is you couldn't get someone it was always a weak link in the chain and in this particular case it was this woman Jackie who would just do the bare minimum and we'd come into absolute uh, an absolute mess all the time but you know there was nothing to technically fire her for and i wasn't in any position to do that because i wasn't made the supervisor the kid dan was yeah. made the supervisor because the way it was explained to me Is that well he was already here and he already knows a lot of this stuff, so I have to put him as supervisor. And he was making like twelve bucks an hour. He got paid more than than I did. But it was like making the big bucks. But it was really just a thing to say to the hospital executives that, Hey, we have someone that's in charge of this operation there if you need something. But really you didn't need it. Right. Bill took care of everything. So, um, and then the other, one of the other things we had to do were these, these scrub dispensers. So they had these machines, they're like vending machines and every, for the uh, operating rooms, every nurse and doctor that I would operate had their own scrub size and they would register with us. And then we would fill the vending machine every day so they could get their scrubs. Um, and you'd overfill them a little bit so they had plenty there. And so every day we had to empty those machines and then, um, and fill them back up. And, uh. So that was that was the whole job. Very easy. It was about four hours worth of work for the most part, most most of the time, and then four hours you could just fuck off. Yeah, really. If you if you just did your job.
0: Yeah, that was pretty much like my job at the nursing home.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty simple stuff. Well, now the problem was is I was getting up at like four in the morning, um, but what would happen is I get home at like noon. I take a nap. You can probably relate to the yeah. schedule. I'd come home, take a nap, um, and it would be like probably about like one or two in the afternoon. I'd pass out till like 3 or 4, and then people would want to go do shit because we're in our early 20s, so people want to go to the bar and shit and everything like that. So then I'd go out until like midnight. I'd come home. I'd get about three and a half hours of sleep, and I'd go back in, and I'd do like this half-and-half half thing. And it would go like Monday. Monday I'd be so well-rested from the weekend. Um, I could go to work, have energy, not even need to take a nap, and go do what I needed to do. But then I wouldn't go asleep sleep until like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Then Tuesday, I'd have to take a nap. And then slowly, the nap became longer and longer and longer. And then the time Friday rolls around, I would fucking, you know, come home at like 1, pass out immediately, and sleep until 7. And then it's, and then be up till 2 in the morning, and the weekend, the whole schedule would be fucked. So by the time September rolled around, I was starting to lose my mind. Things were getting a little crazy, of lack of sleep and yeah. just, just too much, burning the candle at both ends. Um, but otherwise, we were having a good time. Easy job. Well, finally, this, this Jackie girl who's working at night files for, like, a workman's comp type of thing. She gets injured on the job, and then she can't work, and she's got, like, these FMLA days that she was constantly using all the time, and yada, yada, yada. And they were like, listen, we can, our, you know, deal with her legally, but she can't work, so we need someone to fill in at night. They asked me because, look, at night, you're the only person here. That's it. There's no yeah. supervisor. You're supervising yourself. And I was like, sweet. And I don't have to start till 2 in the afternoon. And I get to leave at like 10.30 at night. Worked for me. And then we needed someone to work in the morning. Well, I got Nate a job there. And he took, he took my spot at coming in at 4 in the morning. And that was fucking great. I loved working there by myself at night. Because at night, again, I would come in. I would uh, take stock of all the floors. I had to do the entire hospital now. But I would take account of every area of the hospital. And I would take a little tally of what I needed, and I would literally just take, because all the linens that I had, blankets and all this shit that I had, were only the stuff that was left over yeah. from the morning. And they're going to use a lot less stuff at night. Right, right. So my goal was, I want to just put as much of this shit out there um, at night, and then you can't say that I didn't fill enough, because if everything's empty, right? you, you know what I mean? You, you, I did everything I could do. And then I just made sure the last thing I did every day was take all the dirty stuff out at like the last hour, last hour, hour and a half of my night was collecting dirty stuff and then I was done. So that I had a good, again, four to five hours to myself alone in this closed off office. Mm -hmm. Like it was a locked door that no one could get into. You couldn't have people walk in because of sanitation reasons. I had to wear scrubs and gloves and shit all the time. And I would just sit on my laptop watching Breaking Bad. I watched like the first four seasons of Breaking Bad on at work. I'd watch movies, I watched like Toy Story 3. I'd do homework, I'd take a nap. I'd fucking uh, invite girls in there. I'd fucking like it was it was pretty fucking cool. Until until there was drama in the mornings. So, I'm trying to make sure that I'm covering as far as like the good stuff before I get into the bad. <laughs> As far as the good stuff was, and it was pretty convenient, too, because then I got Colin right. to work uh, I mean, you had on whole, the weekends. you had a whole crew. Oh, dude, I had all my own people in there. It was great. Colin worked the weekends only, but he would be down to work whatever days I wanted to take off. So I never had to worry about it. Right. And I was a full-time employee. So if full-time employees get to use their PTO time pretty much whenever, and you just have your part-time people work it for you. And we had a couple. Colin was one of them. And there was this other kid. I can't remember his name. Would do that. So then we get Nate in there. And he starts work in the mornings. And um, I don't even know all the finer details, but him and Dan didn't get along. Now, I got along with Dan because I understood that he was a kid and you just kind of play him up a little bit and everything. But I understand for some people, first thing in the morning, people can get under your skin yeah. if you're, like, tired. and just, I usually don't
0: want to talk to people yes. you know, for the first couple hours that I'm awake. Yeah,
1: and I was kind of the same, but I knew how to, like, balance that. And Nate didn't get they just rubbed each other the wrong way, and then they started fighting about like well, why does Dan get to come in later than than me? And he maybe had some points there, but you know, so it was just this back and forth, back and forth. And then it became like a thing of Dan was accusing me of not doing all my work, and I was like, I don't know how you could say that when I have nothing here. And it was just this petty bullshit like what you were talking about. Yeah. A lot of petty back and forth. And a lot me and drama. Nate. Me and Nate are good friends, but when you're working opposite ends of the day and you don't see each other and you're only hearing through the grapevine about shit, it's real easy to be like, wait, what? That person's not doing this or that right. person's not doing that? And all of. Especially if it's
0: since you worked right before him. Yeah. You know, and. You know, like I said, pay it forward if you're not doing... Like, if he thinks you're not doing that, then he's thinking he's getting
1: fucked over from your work. Well, basically, one of the issues was is I was paying it forward too much and so that he would come in and he wouldn't have much to do. And then Dan would get on his ass about it because he wanted to flex. And then, then, then it really became a war between me and Dan because then Dan would accuse me of not doing enough and I would be like... There was one day... Uh, he he would write these. We had a giant whiteboard, and he would write passive aggressive stuff all the time. So then I would just be an asshole right back. And there was one time in particular about like, if you if there's empty boxes, they must be taken out. And I was like, what are you talking? It was like I guess there was like one empty box of like there's these like bags these for the dirty. They, they're basically giant garbage bags. Right. So we put dirty clothes in. And and when we talk about dirty stuff, they're dirty. I mean, you're talking. There's like... They've had these... We call them butt pads. They're like these pads that would go on the mattresses, the bed mattresses, so in case anyone pissed or shit or bled on them, it soaked it up. Well, I mean, you'd walk in, and these nurses would overfill these bags all the time, and there would be basically just an open garbage bag, imagine, untied, um, and it would be crammed full of, like, dirty laundry, and on top is just a diarrhea-covered butt pad. Or... And then and then what I would try to do is is you'd have these plastic bags and I want to cram as many into these carts. There are these big like imagine um um like like a like a uh, a little like a trash bin. You ever see those yeah, yeah. you you know those wheelbarrow yeah. trash bins? Imagine one of those um twice as tall, but the one side of it is just two gates that lock up on top of each other. I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Okay. So that was what we used for the most part. And so we would put these gates on the side or you turn them on the side and then you turn into shelves for the clean stuff. So I'd bring – I'd fill those. But the idea is I didn't want to bring up more of these carts to do the laundry than I needed to. I wanted to keep – I wanted to get as much crammed in as possible before I sent it. So what I would do is is I would poke holes in the bags that aren't fully filled and squeeze all the air out so you can Mm -hmm. condense everything in there. And there was a few times where you just get a fucking hot air to the face of diarrhea – diarrhea air just coming out of this bag right into the mouth. You'd be like, have your mouth open, and, and then you just get like, it just took like you did a uh, giant bong shot of, of farts, of ass, yeah. I,
0: I did the same thing, or I, I had to do the same thing, because at the nursing home, I would have to take out the trash, and each like linen closet or whatever would yeah. have their diapers in. Okay. Like they'll use yeah. fucking diapers, so like it'd be like shitty diapers, like fucking of like an eighty-year-old man. Yeah. I'm like, cool. This is awesome. It smells great, and
1: or so- sometimes what they would do is they would like they would soak up water or something like that. Maybe there was a spill, and they use a bunch of towels, but they wouldn't wring out the towels. Mm-hmm. So you have like this giant heavy bag of water, basically of wet. Unrung out towels and blankets and shit, and I'd have to carry this big fucking thing. Always in the psych ward, I it was part one of my areas. The psych ward. There was like a psych section for people that would like commit. You know, maybe they caught them committing suicide, or they you know they have something wrong. It was always weird because they would just wander around, and they just want to. You're trying to load up the closet. Everything's locked, and I'd have to get keys from everybody and. Oh, my God, dude. So it was a lot, of, a lot of, like, it turned into the last probably six months I was there a lot of passive aggressiveness. And, you know, I was smart enough where I had contacts of every part of the hospital were my people. So we would have to do, I think it was like once a quarter, we would have to get uh, uh, surveys done from every area of the hospital we worked in. Like a performance evaluation? Kind of, of like, hey, do you have any, you know, out of one through 10, how did we do on this section, this section, this section, and put any comments here? And we needed to have, for me at night, obviously, they, all the there's a lot of areas of the hospital that weren't even open. Right. So it was like simple stuff like the ER and like the cardiac arrest area, the ICU area, stuff like that. And I always had people that I was cool with, so I would just have them fill it out. It could be anybody. It didn't yeah. need to be a manager, just anybody that worked on there, a nurse aide, whoever, a janitor even that was designated over there. So I would. they would always try to, like, leverage those back because Nate and Dan had a war with each other on this shit. Like, there was times I'd, we'd get called into these meetings, and you can imagine, like, it's me, Nate, Colin, and this kid, Dan, and then Bill, and Dan put together this presentation on how all of us aren't doing our job. Like a PowerPoint? Yes, no, it was literally a PowerPoint one time, and in the middle of it, like, I didn't give a fuck, like, I I really, like, I was a little too cocky as far as thinking, like, I'm not going to get fired, Um, because we were were all boys with Bill, like, all three of us, and then he knew that Dan was, like, got a big head from having too much power, and of course, him and Nate just constantly going at it all the time, it was just unnecessary drama. Bill didn't want to deal with it, because he had another hospital he had to manage, that he had to be at. Yeah. So he brought us into this meeting, and I remember I was sitting up with my feet on the table, just like this, just like how I am now. And I was just like, I don't know what any of this is. What are, He's taking pictures of, like, look how much of a mess this is. This is overstacked. This is and I was like, listen, if I don't overdo it, you complain I'm not doing my job. Shit like that. right? You just bullshit like that. And I remember one time he, I just laughed. At, I'm like, why are we doing this? Why are we fucking doing this? And then Bill finally was like, you know, I got to ask the same question. I mean, really, what's the problem here? I mean, we're talking about it. It's the easiest job in the world. You put laundry away, you pick up dirty stuff, and you're done. We don't care what you do in the meantime. Yeah, you don't even, you're not even doing the laundry, are you? No, we just collect it, and it doesn't take eight hours to do it. One day, Dan came in at night because he wanted to monitor what I did, and I was like, I will show you exactly what I do every single day, and I didn't hide anything. And I was like, I get a couple hours of myself. That's unaccounted for Unless there's an emergency. Now, granted, sometimes you get a phone call. Maybe there's an emergency. Maybe the yeah. ER you know, needs a bunch of extra shit because someone's bleeding out. Right. You got to go do that. But otherwise, it was, it, it was just so overly micromanaged from this young kid. And uh, eventually, Colin left. He got that job where he traveled the world yeah. and everything. So it was a much better job, by all means. And then Nate ended up quitting as well. And then I was still there for college. Oh, but then, but get this, Bill was so cool. So I needed to go to college, right? And um, one of my days was like a Wednesday. I think it was like a Monday and a Wednesday or something like that. I had classes at in the evening. So it was, I want to say from like, I think it was like six from like six to ten o'clock at night. I had some classes, and he was like, "All right, well, why don't we do this then?" It's like, well, Colin will come in on those days, and we'll just use your PTO time. We'll give you a half day off every single week for that, for that period. And we'll just have Colin come in to cover it. I was like, oh, okay. So, so wait a minute. So I'm getting paid. I'm still getting paid even though I'm going to school. He's like, yeah, we'll just use a half day. You have 18 of them. How many weeks do you have for the semester that you have to be there? Right. And I would be like, well, okay. So we got about, I don't don't remember what it would come out to. It was like 12 weeks maybe. That came out to six days of PTO I had to use. I mean, shit like that. It was a cool fucking job. Um, there was a lot of like, there was some, okay, so there was this other company, there's this woman, I forget her name, ran, she would do the overflow, she would basically sell us extra linens when we would run out. Mm-hmm. Her and Bill had some business together, they were going to cut out the corporation that we worked for, I forget the name of it even, but they were going to cut it out and they had to start their own business and try to get, so... And I knew that in the background, because she would always have like we would have holiday parties, and we'd go over to her house. It was like this nice house in Rochester, and she would. They would take care of us. They would feed us all this food, free booze. You get paid to take the day off. They would give us like hundred dollar gift cards. Like they would hook us up, dude. They would go in and schmooze with fucking executives, um, at these golf outings for these fundraisers. Probably bring in some Odules. No, dude. We would. They would invite people like me, Nate, and Colin. To these yeah, to a golf animals. outing. We're going to a Rochester golf outing. We're showing up in just as these kids. I remember one day it was unlimited booze, as much food as you want. We're around like millions and millions and millions of dollars were the people. Like these these are the richest of the rich people at this place. We did not belong there. But, you know, it was it, it was uh it was a perk, I guess. I remember they it was one of these fancy places that we were asking, and we're like, hey, can you just pour us shots instead of mixed drinks? And they're like, We we don't do shots here. Did you ask them if they had any gray poupon or anything like that? We probably made a few jokes about that. Yeah, I remember. I just got shit faced in the middle of the dinner. There was like some speech going on, and me and me and Nathan Collin were just fucking making jokes. (laughs) Bill was giving us dirty looks, but it was a it was a dope ass job. If it wasn't for fucking this young kid that wanted to, you know, kind of got on a power trip too young, and we weren't we weren't dicks to him. He was. I got along with him great, but then he just became an asshole. When he wanted to flex uh, his authority. Um, and then the way I ended up leaving was, uh, you know, since I worked at night, there was a few, it was a, like a month that I didn't I didn't talk to Bill all that much because when he would come in, I'd be at home still. Right. I'd come in in the evening. And uh, one day I come in and I, I would come in late. Nobody cared. Like I needed to be there. I think they ended up moving my shift to like 4 to midnight eventually at the end. And I remember I'd show up like at 4.30. But it was the same thing. It's like as long as the job was done yeah. and as long as you clocked out for the extra half hour, nobody cared. So I got there a little late and I seen – I got, I wasn't I I was, I was I wasn't even there yet. It was like quarter after four. I was driving on in. And um, I didn't live far from there either. And I got a call from Dan being like, hey, where are you? I was like, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry. I left my keys because we had a set of keys that we had yeah. to have. We couldn't get in. I left my keys at home. I turned around to go get them and I made up some bullshit. I was like, okay, well, um, I, we got we have a meeting here. I'm like, okay. So it was him and this guy I never met before. Some guy named, I don't even remember his name. Um, and apparently, they had a complaint about me. And so let's rewind the clock. So at night, I would have to take care of these scrub machines. And i have, have to take care of both the men's and the women's scrub machines right. at night. Now, we're talking the middle of the night. Like, there's not that many surgeries. There were surgeries that would happen, but not that many. And the and the thing is, if you go into someone uh, of the opposite gender, you knock on the door, you announce who you are. So I knock on the door, be like, hey, Linden Service, can I come in? And if I didn't hear anything, I'd walk in. So probably, like, a few weeks before all this, I did that. I knocked it, hey, Linden Service, anybody here? I'm going to come in. Nothing. And I walk in, and there was, like, this this older, like, toad-like fat lady in the corner, and she was changed. She's like, I'm still changing! And I'm like, oh, well, I I announced I didn't hear anything. I'm sorry. I walked out and I waited. And then she's like, you need to wait before you walk in. I was like, I did wait. You you didn't say anything. Right. Yeah, how the fuck are you supposed to know? So apparently, she complained, and then, it made its way up the chain, and they found a way to get rid of me, because then she basically, the story became that I was stalking her and was repeatedly coming in when she was changing. And I was like, well, that's a bunch of bullshit. And they were like, well, we got to let you go because this is like a sexual harassment violation. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay. So I didn't know what to do with that. Um, And then I went to go to collect unemployment. I collected on it for like, I think they ended. that was in, I want to say, October. And then... I collected on it in like November and then all of a sudden in December I get a letter saying that I have to t- give back all the unemployment money because the company says that I was let go for harassment harassment which you can't collect unemployment right. for that it's harassment like harassment theft yeah like just no show not yeah. not showing up to work and I was like well that's bullshit so then I had to literally go to court and fight that like I had to go and it dragged out until like February I showed up, I got a lawyer, I had to go through, I got a free lawyer through the state. Well, they didn't even show up to court, didn't they? No, they didn't. I knew they weren't going to show up to it, because they would have to, the lawyer told me, he's like, look, they have to prove, they have to get testimony from this woman to say that this happened, which is, uh, it was an absolute lie anyway. Right. So, we go in, they don't show up, and we're, we're there with the judge, and the judge is like, well, we'll give it another 10 minutes. So we wait, wait, wait. my my lawyer just starts, rat- he's just, he's already like filling out his little sheet for the state because of the free... You know, service he provided. Yeah. He's wrapping up. And the guy was like, all right, well, um, looks like they, uh, they're they not contesting it, so you should be good to go. And that was that was it. But that, now, in that time, though, thank God, I was able to collect some unemployment, and I started my internships um, with uh, uh, you know, a radio station and, and also a, a record label and really kind of took me off from there. So it was, a, it was the best thing that could have happened all right. at the time. Um, but yeah, it's just as far as yeah working in that healthcare environment. Like I almost thought about going to school for that, changing my degree. Like the first six months I was there, I was like, man, I could be like a radi- radiology tech, and I could make a bunch of money. <laughs> fuck that! Working with those people, fuck off with that. I don't want to deal with that. Dude, Maybe, it's like their own. It, I'm telling you, it's like their own little community. Dude, they can make anything miserable. There's just so much estrogen there. Even the even the guys turn into bitches. It's terrible. Uh, so that's, yeah. That that then I went. I, I did that. Did some uh, internships there for a while. Went back to Budweiser, and then, um, ended up getting more of career oriented jobs. We can cover later.
0: Right. Yeah. The, um, the uh, you know, the internships. Um, we can cover on the next episode. Yeah. And do a part three on this. Part part three, man. This is gonna be a trilogy. Um, there's yeah, <laughs> dude. We're like fucking like Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> And then we, you know, in like twenty years, we can reboot it. <laughs> um. And then I can get into my IT because we haven't touched oh, yeah. on that yet. Yeah. You know, I've through all of the jobs that we've talked about, it's either been in high school or college. Yeah. So this will be kind of post college. Yeah. As an adult, as, as a an full adult, grown yeah. adult. As a full grown man. Yes. So. Um, um, but we also have um, our sitcom draft coming up. Yes. We have yes. a possible top 10 movies. Yes, we do. Coming up. Yep. We have, what else do we have? Probably,
1: okay. um, a part, well, well, definitely we, a part three. We definitely have some changes coming to the show here soon as yep. well. Um, so we'll We're going twice a week. Twice a week uh, starting ASAP. So uh, I'm talking about more topical stuff of what's going on in the world of shit that we like. Games, wrestling, fucking music, fucking any of that. Current event type yeah.
0: shit. Yeah, and then we uh, will be adding the um, V to the AV club, the video. Yes. So we'll have audio and vi- visual.
1: Yes, all of that's going to get built out over the next coming weeks. here. So you so. can see how
0: we have, um, you know, faces for radio. <laughs> yeah. And see how good looking we are. <laughs> and you want?
1: You can see me in my Hawaiian shirts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, my wrestling gear and shit like that. (laughs) But um, until next time, we are the 64-Bit Legends. Check us out on Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, iTunes,
1: iHeartRadio. Yeah. Fucking soon-to-be YouTube. Twitter, Instagram, fucking. And what you gonna do,
0: brother, when the 64-Bit Legends run wild on you?